GM. Mm. GM. Yes. Uh. It's Friday. Yes, finally. What a finally. Week. It's been Groundhog Month. This week has been a grind. Yeah. I don't not not for any particular reason. Like just it just uh I, I don't know. I you know, we seem to have gotten a bunch of things out of the way now. And I feel like we can uh get resume regularly scheduled programming next week. It's felt a lot like late October, early November. Keep yeah, going. yeah, yeah. That was uh that was right after Mecca, right? That was Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think we just had, you know, we had a lot of huge liquidity sucks, whether we like it or not, whether it's Pixelmon, whether it's Raid Party, or whether it is Hate Beast and Prime Eagle Clan, all the Instagram uh, clickbait that has been minting recently as well. So I think that has been one reason stuff has felt slower than normal at the same time. Floors have held up pretty well in the face of all of that. So if we can somehow stabilize and, and get people uh, buying JPEGs again here. Yeah, I mean, even with ETH kind of taking a little bit of a run, uh, you know, pulled back a bit yesterday, but uh, the floors have been pretty stable. You know, most of my portfolio hasn't gone up a lot, but it definitely hasn't decreased the same way that we've seen it happen in the past with ETH running and volume drying up and, you know, some of these liquidity sucks. So I do think that maybe the inflow this week kind of matched the outflow. Maybe that's a simplistic way of looking at it, but there there seems to be something uh, stabilizing the markets. Um, Well, you even see it in the price of ETH, right? I mean, why do you think people have been buying ETH since $2,300 to stake it in 88 miles per hour? To stake it in Wi-Fi? No, they're doing it to buy NFTs. It's the use case for Ethereum. So Ethereum goes up 50%. I ain't surprised that people are buying NFTs with that Ether. That, uh, I mean, that's a, it's a, a very, very valid point. It does, uh, you know... I mean, I get it. There's DeFi, which, you know, I don't think either of us is are very focused on. Well, I mean, it's not like I, there is. I'm just, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> is there, um, huh? I said, is there though? No, what I'm saying is that like, I, I, I don't think DeFi makes sense in our current state. And I know you agree with that. Um, if I think about what you're supposed to use Ethereum for, Obviously, we're a little biased and we live in this uh, NFT, I don't want to say echo chamber, but like, you know, you got to be cognizant of the fact that we're all here for the same reason. Uh, it does seem like the predominant use case by by far. So, yeah, I Boy, mean, I, I think your sentiment is absolutely correct. I really triggered the D-Gen Dojo last night when I came in and started talking about slow rugs. I think Drip is still uh, feeling the, the wrath. Um, Oh, ETH is a slow rug? Well, I pointed out that last year, around this time, there was a very popular Japanese-based anime project that had rocketed to 7 ETH, at which point at the top, Farouk bought in and changed his profile picture and talked about how Oni was revolutionizing NFTs and media and going to change everything. And that is sitting at a dash, dash, dash floor right now. Oni? Yeah. Really? So, so let's just understand that whatever they're telling you today is God's gift to NFTs. 
if something rallies to 7 ETH, 17 ETH within the first week of its existence, that's a market row. That's the market pulling forward all the gains that collection's ever going to have before the next bear market. And why is that important? Because during the next bear market, when you are forced to start searching for liquidity, you're going to start selling those one-off items you have that are still maintaining six and seven ETH in the bear. All right. That's what's going to happen. Okay. And then when the bull finally comes back, people aren't going to care about the projects that were there in the previous season. They're all going to want new, 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 mint, 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 mint. All right. And you're convinced that these are going to be classics. You're convinced these are elites. These have been around for three fucking weeks. You know, FMC has been around for three years. I, I, I know what the hot ticket of the day can look like initially. And I just say good luck with all your anime uh, NFTs out there. Boy, we are fired up this morning. <laughs> okay, little little uh, little little frame of reference here. Oni is sitting at a point six floor. I am not saying that that's impressive, but you know, it's oh, definitely that's good. It's not dash dash dash. That's all. No, it isn't. It is. It's higher than Squiggles. <laughs> oh yeah, we were going to talk about that um, a little bit. I mean, look, we'll probably end up riffing on it for a little while, but I just want to say. You know, free market's been pounding the table on this for what three weeks now. Mm. We've been talking about it on the show somewhat regularly for the past few weeks, at the very least, and uh, and here we are. And it's not an "I told you so" statement, but sometimes the writing is on the wall. There are a lot of projects and alpha rooms and late night spaces and TV shows having to do damage control yesterday. But guess what? Alpha Men didn't. Because I didn't go to get whitelist spots for that junk of fucking shit, okay? That gigantic piece of crap yesterday. We've been trying to tell you it's a rug for I don't know how long. And, okay? yeah, I mean, speaking and, of which, you're probably not even going to be able to mint the allow list because they switched that up, too. And, and the only reason anybody supported them is because they wanted to fucking steal someone else's money. They wanted to mint this thing and dump it on some idiot quicker than it goes to zero. So I, uh, hope, I hope everyone who was planning that can sleep at night. And I'm sure you can, right? I provide liquidity. It's capitalism. These people know what they're doing. They're taking a risk. Sure. You want to do the drum roll? GM, everybody, and welcome to the Friday, February 11th edition of the AM show hosted live on YouTube and Twitch TV. Thank you so much for everybody that's uh, come out already. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you being here every single day with us. I'm your host, R2DJ, and I am joined with me, as always, by FMC. Hey, now. Hey, now. Yes, it's Friday. Normally, I don't love Fridays because it's the end of our week. We got to pack the show in for a couple days, get some R&R. I love doing Mondays, getting back to it, recapping the weekend. But I'm not going to lie. This week has felt like a little bit of a grind, as I was saying in the pre-show, maybe even the last two weeks. Uh, Cool Pets finally, finally, finally went down and and wrapped up. Their game's going to be starting soon. Raid Party's game is starting on the weekend. The Super Bowl is happening on the weekend. Hate Beast finally revealed and is uh, taking the trajectory that we initially thought. Squiggles is finally almost behind us. 
we seem to have these like a lot of these like watershed moments in here where we can look forward after this rather than just like saying another delay, another delay, another delay. Kind of been the theme of the week. Uh, well, theme of the last two weeks, really. Um, but yeah, I think next week is going to be a very exciting. And I think the week after that is going to be even more exciting. There are some actually very promising mints going down then that we should all be very excited about. And I think that uh, whatever bad look the NFT market is taking this week will be uh, long forgotten about once we get through that. How was your Thursday? My Thursday was fabulous, R2, and I'll tell you why. Tell me why, uh, please. The projects I'm not in were delisted and fell 50%. And the projects I'm in have been rocketing in the face of many tweets from people I trust saying we're in a bear market. Well, when I look at one of my favorite collection, motherfuckers or MFers. Yeah, Darren just mentioned morning, that in the chat. Which as of this morning are sitting at an all-time high of 1.7 ETH. Now, I want you guys to know these were at 0.05 in December. And when these were minted, I was so emphatic in the D-Gen Dojo about how bullish I was on these, but I was met with, it's bad art, this is stupid, da-da-da-da-da. Everybody flipped. There is not one holder who minted in the D-Gen Dojo still holding their MFers. I know some people who continued to listen to me for the weeks and months after the mint that these were one of the most important crypto collectibles there were, and that these have not only historic significance, but cultural relevance and meme ability, that these are going to be one of the most important collections from our era, from 2021, that the community itself is passionate, it's there. The idea that they had no roadmap and that Sartoshi just made these and put them out there, while bearish to some, was extremely bullish to me. And I'm just very happy to see them now sitting here at 1.7, still undervalued by the market on their way to 3 ETH. Shout out to the MFers. Shout out to Lobzy, who regularly is holding spaces. Remember, it's on the community now. All right. Sartoshi is not. uh, He did not make any promises. He's taking a two and a half percent royalty. This was a passion project by one of the most important figures in our industry left for dead by moronic traders who don't understand what they're doing. And now it sits at a 1.70 floor. I am very, very heartened. Very, very happy. Yeah. Well, you know what else didn't have a roadmap and is doing all right? The original meme, Bitcoin. <laughs> there you go. I'm, uh, I, you're really rubbing off on me, man. I got to yeah, say. Look, I, I, I wouldn't have true. said that six months ago. I'll tell you that much. It's true. It's a meme. It doesn't mean it's bad. No, no. I recognize a, it for what it is. Memes are good. Memes are powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, most of the marketing you see in front of you isn't technically advertisements. It's memes yeah. done by... That uh, was not uh, a call for anyone listening to this show to FOMO into MFers at 1.7. It was a call to listen to me in December when they were 0.05. I'd like to make that note so people don't go get wrecked right now into a... I mean, everything pumps and pulls back. I, just saying... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is not this is not going like straight to 17 ETH or anything. No. Like no. another project yeah. we've talked about and have right. since pulled back. No. Um, and now I've been standing on my goddamn soapbox for weeks talking about Breakfast Club. I get met with the same ire, the same laughs, the same why should I buy this? What's the roadmap? What's the team doing? You guys aren't gonna learn, but you're gonna you're gonna see. Yeah. Yeah, Illuminati. 
Uh, Lou Memnati, GM, man. Good to see you in here. Levy Wings is all in on MFers. Uh, that's, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> At your own risk. Um, Drip called saying, remember that movie Bird Box? Their entire marketing strategy was memes and it worked flawlessly. Yes, it did. Um, that was that the Sandra Bullock Netflix movie. Not a bad movie, but man, the hype around that was absolutely real because the memes were fucking hilarious. They sent yep. out those meme templates, let people run with it. And uh, and and man, it was you almost had to watch it just so you could be culturally relevant in that two week hype cycle that it had. Because if you didn't, yep. you had no idea what everyone else was talking about um and those things work really well we see it all the time whether you're aware of it or not whoa <laughs> that was the uh split second uh docs there i guess you get it or did you mute your mic no i muted my mic because my son was getting randy i tried to mute it and i hit the uh the camera so i was briefly docked yeah, all good. Um, please, no MFers talk. I paper handed three of them at point two. Yep, I mean, it happens. Um, all right, let's get into some of the news. Crypto, you know, took a little bit of a, a, a downward slide yesterday, but not too much. I mean, it's really just one of those eight steps forward, one step back in the uh, the last week or so. So just cools off a little bit. We're sitting around 3,100 for ETH, 43,500 for Bitcoin. And that's kind of uh, where we're sitting. But again, it's still really just trading within that channel. Um, the weekends often have uh, a, a an effect on the market one way or another. We've talked a lot about the Super Bowl um, and our speculation with NFTs and whether or not something's going to go down. But we do know that there's going to be a lot of crypto commercials, crypto exchange commercials and whatnot happening at the Super Bowl. Those have been confirmed. There's going to be some FTX giveaways, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, hard to say whether or not this is going to be uh, the start of something new or a sell the news event. I mean, really, I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Super Bowl is going to air and this is just going to go parabolic. Right. I mean, and that's what we had. Like, we don't know what's going to happen during the Super Bowl. We also don't know whether it's gearing up to be like sell the news or buy the rumor. Right. Like, we don't know exactly what is going to happen, but everything is set up bullish. I think yesterday the big concern for most was the inflation print we saw in traditional markets, which caused stocks to plummet. We saw crypto. I know Bitcoin, I think, pulled back a little further than ETH at one point. Everyone was a little, oh, what's happening? Blah, 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 blah. I think what you have to understand is that markets bake in expected news long before it happens. We see it, we're seeing that with inflation right now. Yes. Was the inflation print yesterday scary and bad? Sure. The problem was, We've been expecting scary and bad inflation prints. So the market has already priced itself for that inevitability. Now, when it happens, there's always volatility. You always see reactions maybe one way or the other. But I was laughing when people were calling for doom yesterday, going back to the lows. I really just don't see it right now. So we're stabilizing a bit. We, Like I said, we're, we're bouncing off that 32-ish resistance in, in ETH. Um, I believe that we're just going to consolidate here for a little bit until um, until we make another leg higher into 3,800. So we'll see. I think we're still a bit taking cues from the macro markets as we still get kind of surprise uh, news there. So. Yeah. Well, I guess the uh, the only one having a great week, not the only one, is uh, Smooth Love Potion. Do you want to give us a breakdown on that one? 200% this week? 
Sure. So Smooth Love <laughs> Potion is the utility token you earn in Axie. Axie at the beginning of life. Oh shit, it is. I thought I was putting you on the spot, being like, oh, no, 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 no. I completely forgot. I just I was just being a dickhead. <laughs> and you started going into it. I'm like, I do anything. Christ. Just throw it up. I, could, throw I the completely fucking up. forgot. I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, if you guys don't know, at the beginning of last year, P2E was Axie. Like this, what that was it. This was this was the P2E game. It it dominated uh the discourse in that area in that trend in in certain parts of asia there were people making literal livings and becoming rich off of axie as smooth love potion and the underlying axie token actually rallied uh one of the best performers in the first quarter of that year of course it was a hype cycle once it popped because of the number of people who had entered the game it became very unprofitable to farm anywhere in the Western world. And that's what you're doing in Axie. You create these farms and you farm the the love potion. I've never played. I'm just telling you what I know. So when that happened, of course, it went out of favor. The assets started to fall. People didn't play as much. Um, And eventually you hit a balance and an equilibrium and it could start moving the other way. I think that's what we're seeing now. I am not an Axie bull, um, but... I'm not an Axie bear. I think that they have enough money and enough uh, enough of a fan and user base to be fine. But I think they're not fully on chain, number one. Um, and number two, I just think there's so many more exciting, smaller P2E games to get interested now that have a much bigger potential uh, in the months and years to come. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Actually, ironically enough, this was an article I had pulled up yesterday and completely forgot about um, about it. But uh, they announced season 20 is uh, changing some of the, the dynamics and tokenomics. And uh, I guess it's uh, the market has responded bullishly on that uh, that value token as well. So um, my bad. I really thought I was uh, just putting you on the spot there and you were running with it. And, You're like, uh, I'm going to uh, name the most ridiculous crypto coin he's ever seen. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. I should have picked Cadena. Cardano. Cardano? No. Well, okay. (laughs) Let's not talk about that. Let's move on. Um, YouTube. You know how I told you? You know, I told you I was going down like an Instagram uh, NFT hole. And of course, they'll start suggesting crypto stuff too. So just out of curiosity, I was clicking. I saw one video titled Why to be Bullish on Cardano. Oh, no. Why to FOMO into Cardano right now? And just watching it, it, you know. Yeah, Cardano gets a lot of uh, a lot of love as that like next one on Instagram and whatnot. I see that pop up all the time. Um, I mean, yeah, really quickly, and it really is just because people love to pitch that like Cardano is going to a thousand dollars and do that comparison. Like this is where Bitcoin was when it was one dollar, and they use tons and tons and tons of false equivalencies. Um, well, and- I guess they have a Dex now. Like the, I don't know. Again, I'm going by this ridiculous Instagram propaganda. God knows what he was even talking yeah. about. But he said that they have their first Dex, like Uniswap or Pancake Swap, which now makes all the applications and coins on there tradable, and that's why it's going to be the next Avalanche or Solana. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yep. I mean. 
as a uh, speculative investment, Cardano did very well for me, but I'm not upset that I'm not holding it anymore. Um, XRP can go away. Yeah, exactly. Um, YouTube is eyeing the incredible potential of NFTs and Web3 for future products. The video platform YouTube is looking to into adding NFTs and blockchain integrations, according to the statements from executives. Uh, I mean... This is Google. It's big tech. We we've seen it time and time again. Meta, you know, adjusting their uh, their course for it. We've talked about and we will talk about again some of these gaming companies uh, really eyeing down NFTs, NFT gaming, play to earn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. YouTube is an interesting one just because it's so creator forward. Um, and we all often talk about the creator economy and how NFTs give access or, you know, proof of participation and, and yada, 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 uh, depending on how they want to integrate this. If it's even just more than just a, uh, uh, you know, profile picture thing. I think there's a lot of great things that they could do. YouTube and Google are, are typically pretty uh, um, aggressive with their monetization policies for their own pockets um but there's you know there's a lot of people on youtube that have made fabulous fabulous livings you know uh, on their platform as well so um it will be interesting to watch how this develops i i couldn't say that this is super bullish news other than it's news and and that is often a good thing um people will start talking about oh youtube's thinking about doing it we saw the backlash from discord considering doing it um but again it is putting the name out there and people are talking about it and love it or hate it it is good to be relevant it is good to be in the conversation so um i don't know do you have any ideas on on how this could be really great for nfts and the creators free market well i want to say that the i think it's gone kind of unnoticed how important the hexagon has been for the NFT industry and how important it will be in the coming months, okay? While every mainstream article, news piece, comment, opinion on NFTs is colored by some sort of bias, and I'm not even talking about bad, whether it's us talking about the fabulously good parts or whether it's them talking about the fabulously bad parts. This is the largest and most important neutral advertisement for NFTs that has ever existed. Because whether you participate in Web3 or not, whether you know what crypto is or not, the hundreds of millions of people on Twitter are now being faced with something that makes them go, what is that? What is going, why are all of a sudden I'm seeing all these weird profile pictures shape? What does it mean? And they click on it. They see the word NFT and that's it. Nothing else needs to happen. Okay. Hundreds of millions of people are now being exposed to NFTs in a very subtle way without it being jammed down their throat. And sure, many are going to react emotionally to it, whatever it is. YouTube, Discord, uh, Twitter, all these things. The more integration we can have for NFTs, the more we're going to go mainstream. So I, I think that this the, the idea that YouTube is eyeing the potential here, of course. I mean, YouTube has been about empowering creators and you could talk about whether they're centralized or not and whether they pay enough or not and whether they have the ability to change the rules underneath you or not. That would be an argument for something like Rug Radio, right? And why something like Rug Radio can be fabulous in the future. But for better or for worse... We need Web 2 to provide kind of these on-ramps for people to get onto Web 3 before, you know, 
I don't think your average creator would understand what rug radio is, how to get on, how to make, whereas YouTube, anyone can go start a show tomorrow, right? So we need these. Um, It's very, it's very good. And I think people are underestimating how big that those little things are going to be for the industry. Oh, yeah, definitely. We still need those bridges. You really can't get into a decentralized world without something that's sitting in between you and that for now, right? Like, you still have to be able to get your funds on. Um, and for the for the time being, we live in a world where you need traditional USD, the you know, the OG shitcoin to pay your bills and stuff like that, right? So you do need these uh, things sitting in between. A lot of times people go, ah, fuck it, done with with Web2 and, you know, they can they can go die. We don't need them. Uh, you you kind of need them to lend legitimacy as some of them will transition into Web3 and some of them ultimately will perish, right? Like we, we, saw, um, we saw Sears, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world die because they really didn't adopt any form of Web1 or Web2, right? And Amazon moved in and took them over. Um, you're you're going to see companies that that shift for the better and you're going to see companies that shift for the worse but again it's not a bad news or good news it just is news and that is always good yep um i think that this you know um YouTube potentially going into this space could mean it could have a lot of implications for potentially selling NFTs that creators put out um, from their videos, maybe selling their videos as NFTs. I'm not really sure how um, that would work. And if you want YouTube to be the ones doing that, but, uh, you know, access is something that we talk about a lot in, in NFTs and providing access to creators. Um, there is uh, there, there's a lot there that that can be done really, really well. So it'll be interesting to watch that. Another uh, content creator forward platform uh only fans um porn friendly platform only fans adopts ethereum nft profile uh only fan users may be about to get users may be about to get even more creative with their profile pictures um You've said it time and time again, it exists in the real world too. Porn often leads the way in terms of what technology gets adopted and what doesn't. Um, OnlyFans doing this, I don't think is significant to their platform, but again, just it does lend that validity to it. Uh, again, we talk about content creators, monetization for the creator economy, um, and now looking at NFTs. I mean, they're really not doing anything. It doesn't sound like that uh, Twitter's not doing with profile pictures. But again, uh, they can. Th- th- it's the first step. They can take this in a direction that will be very beneficial for fans in providing access and for creators in providing monetization. Why wouldn't OnlyFans move into it? We just saw how easy it is to sell a bunch of naked girl pictures to incels. I mean, we've seen these simple, these simp plays move in just a... Cr- I see people hold these simp plays through reveal who are traitors and never hold the reveal. I mean, think about how powerful this is, right? And, wh- you know, if any of these guys that subscribe to one of these girls' OnlyFans, if any of these girls announced they were selling naked picture NFTs, they'd all buy them. They're already paying a subscription here. This is an untapped avenue of revenue for all of these independent creators. And I love it. Really yeah. love it. Yeah. No, I, and, and honestly, like the the uh, amount of avenues that they could go, somebody saying OnlyFans coin could be hot. Yeah. I mean, I would probably be loading up on those, not to use, but as an investment. Um, yeah. I mean, you said something there and now I'm fucking forgetting what you were going to say um, or what I was going to say on top. Oh, sorry. Uh, was it in 2020 
they originally very briefly said that they were going to be banning uh, explicit content on their platform due to, you know, pressure from their VCs and stuff like that as to whether or not it was like an ethical company, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and within days, they walked that back as, you know, 99% of their user base decided to uh, boycott them if that was going through. Now you're seeing them kind of go the other way of like, progression so yeah you know i think it's a it's an interesting way of doing it it'll be fun to see where they take things too yeah um and last but not least for news uh future proof why farmville creator zynga is making nft games starting this year the casual game publisher is making a big move towards nfts and web3 in 2022 admit amid its acquisition by Take-Two Interactive. We've been mentioning Take-Two Interactive a lot. I think we talked about it yesterday with Grand Theft Auto, kind of uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 on the horizon um, and Take-Two talking a lot about NFTs. Maybe that is going to be a match made in heaven as you know, Grand Theft Auto Online was uh, one of the original kind of big popular metaverses. Um, Zynga, you know, as they mentioned, Farmville, if you were around in Facebook, maybe what, 10 years ago, Farmville was everywhere. You couldn't get a fucking message from anybody without it being like, join Farmville and you'll get bonus, blah, 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 blah. It was like the original fucking DM spam. But, uh, you know, if you look back and if you ever participated in those games, they're not really that indifferent from what we're doing today. I mean, you get this plot of land, you plant some seeds, they grow into something, you get a coin for them, then you get to buy more. And it's like it's just that OG yield farming. Uh, Zynga has done this all before. And if they're going to do it on chain, especially on the Ethereum chain or you know Polygon as an L2 and whatnot... Uh, I got to believe that they have the the chops to really understand what it's going to take, provided they hire the right people who understand Web3, blockchain, tokenomics. Guys, very and all quickly, that breaking stuff. news, the timepiece is, uh, is, is live now. They have oversubscribed that allow list. If you can mint that, go do it immediately. R2, if you're on that list, you can pause a second. Go mint immediately because it is oversubscribed and you may not get your God damn it. wait too long. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I will uh, go check that out real quick. What's yeah, your? Um, do that. I can talk about Zynga. Yeah, yeah Zynga is such a great example of that. Was a yield farm that the only thing is you were yielding a worthless, meaningless token that you couldn't really change in for anything except more assets in the game you didn't actually own. Right. So that is, I think, proof of concept for a lot of these simpler games, whether it be Ether Orcs or even Raid Party, because again, these are all passive. These aren't games with controllers where you move around a world. And I'll say yet, because we know for a fact that Ether Orcs are building their own meta. It blew my mind when they dropped that alpha on the spaces the other week that we were hosting. But yeah, they're building their own metaverse. So we're not there yet. Okay. But doesn't matter because people love doing these type of yield farm risk protocols, even when they're not earning anything. So that proof of concept is there. Um, we've talked a lot about how what you're seeing in traditional gaming right now, even though it's not directly in the headlines, is an exact response to Web3. It's an exact response to crypto gaming. These are companies seeing a seed change underneath their feet that are now adjusting to the new inevitability. And, uh, you know, 
I, I'm not surprised Zynga's getting ready. This, this was the point of the acquisition. They're making the announcement now. And you can expect these type of announcements to reverberate around the industry. Everyone's going to start moving this way. It's going to get very exciting. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for that call out too. I got my time pieces, so Congrats, I appreciate buddy. that. Yes, let's go. Um, that's uh, that's an exciting project as well. Yeah, no, it and, and like like uh, you said so eloquently, this is something that's already existed. And people love playing it. In fact, they loved spending money on it before they were ever earning to play, right? And I do think that you're going to see that shift between um, these companies sitting in the middle of that transaction, i.e., somebody plays this game, they want to speed it up or or uh, speed up their progress. Um, they give money to Zynga. Zynga gives them extra tokens and they play. And then you have this third party over here that's just playing the game um, without any influx of cash into it, right? And they're going to go slower. What I think you'll see is now the two parties, the the traditional player and the player that's willing to spend money on it, be able to link up and transact between each other. And then Zynga being the game producer, um, just taking a small piece of it as like a marketplace kind of function like OpenSea does between NFT traders, right? So now you have somebody that puts time and energy into playing a game and somebody who just wants to play the game at a higher level without the time or energy, but has money. Um, and you're going to transact that way rather than, you know, sitting on the sidelines while Zynga and the other players, you know, partake in those transactions. I think that that's going to be incredibly powerful. And, uh, you know, I hope that this is all done right. We talk about these uh, big gaming companies really, really hesitant to give up their control over stuff. Um, but I think the forward thinking ones understand that that is going to happen regardless and that they are just going to position themselves as, you know, a market maker rather. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah. Just looking at the chat. I use crypto on online casinos on stakes and is, uh, yeah, as time pieces for allow lists only, um, for the time being as free market said, I guess it is oversubscribed. So the chances of that selling out are probably pretty high, but I, are they going to public or are they just capping it out? So here, here's how it works. Okay. The Genesis, they gave a lot of spots to people who were engaged previously in the time NFT economy in various right, ways. Right, right, right. If all of them minted their max, then the allow list is oversubscribed. If they didn't, there'll be enough for the allow list. And if, if somehow there's still some left over, I'm actually not sure what they're going to do with it. Uh, I don't know exactly. I'm not sure if, if given what we know, there would even be enough, uh, you know, if there's 200 left, what's the point of a, a public? So we'll see. I would have to go back and listen to that interview because I seem to recall him saying that once the supply is gone, it's gone. But that might have been in regards to something else. Um, well, no, but remember, guys, there's there's some fun here now for all of you. And maybe R2, if you're feeling frisky, you may want to pick one up off the secondary here. Because unfortunately, I wasn't on this list. But if you did want, uh, actually, I should check if I'm on someone else. <laughs> I just remembered someone offered me one. I said yes, and uh, they may have put me on. But um, there's gamification here. You either get to keep the way it looks right now, which is one of these awesome. Um, did you cut out there? It looks like you froze. No, sorry. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to mint this. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. No, go for it. There's, so basically, you get one of these um, uh, slices of time that is celebrating uh, a specific year in the history of Time magazine. 
Um, there's a hundred, uh, no, sorry, they're celebrating a hundred years. They've handpicked specific years. Um, and, and the NFT is kind of made up of a slice of a lot of the important covers that happened throughout that year. Now you can take that and you can opt to burn it. So you're going to be reducing the supply of the original slices of time, but you have the chance or you'll, you'll get another NFT that is a specific cover that's been done by an NFT artist. And then there are some in there that are uh, very rare. Um, I think that I know that the Vinny Hagar has one and uh, I should also mention Vinny Hagar did a collab. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they've handpicked a whole bunch of artists that were going to be doing uh, time covers for them. And that artist actually got to pick another artist to bring aboard Mm -hmm. uh, of their choosing that they like too. So it was kind of a a great way to take some prominent artists and then let the prominent artists choose uh, maybe an artist that deserves some exposure in in this drop so uh, i thought that was a lot of fun there's going to be some gamification right as a lot of these get burned maybe the other ones start to become a little more rare and you kind of got to pick and choose what your uh your your game plan is here too i think you you mentioned that you're gonna buy two and then burn one keep one yeah i'm gonna go pick one up uh off the secondary now because first of all i'm actually a really big fan of their in-house artist who does the time covers i've been following him for a while, forgive me for not remembering his name. I believe it's DW, uh, the initials. Um, and he uh, he designed, when I saw them originally, what I thought were, was just a fabulous concept for the timepieces. So I actually like what he designed, number one. But you got to imagine 80% of people are going to burn these. Like, we, you know, I'm a big fan of the 80-20 rule in life, right? And mm-hmm. I just know 80% of people are going to take that gamble for the 101. It makes sense. If I only had one, I'd take the gamble. I'm a gambler. It's what I like to do, right? But I think if you can, the strategy here is to buy one, leave it as the cover that DW made, because those are going to end up being kind of rare. I think there's only going to be 20% of them that are actually left that way. Um, and then I would burn one and uh, play the lottery. Try to get one of these yeah, either ones or limited editions. I am. Uh, I'm just buying one on the secondary right now. Um, oh, cool. Well, are they above mint, sir? Yeah, I'm going to be paying. I just paid point zero eight eight for uh, okay. a second one, which I think is very palatable for very, um, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this. Yeah. Uh, and the initial mint price was 0.05 for those of you not on the allow list. So for some frame pr- yeah. of reference, and it cost me just over. The gas was great and very low right now. Too. Right. The way they formatted this drop, it wasn't going to be that like rally to 3.5 type of thing. But I actually like it better because <clears throat> now forget, you know, just two. You can go out and buy five for a relatively affordable price. Burn a few today. Have some fun as nothing else is going to be happening out there. In the NFT world, really, until Sunday. Uh, yeah, I love this. And I love timepieces. Thank you again to Tyler. It's Timo for for coming on for that interview. Uh, such a huge fan. Yeah, I'm gonna paste the uh, the OpenSea link in the chat just so you guys know that you're getting the right one. It is uh, collection slash timepieces dash sot. So slices of time dash slices. That seems a little redundant. But anyways, this is the one that I am uh, looking at. Which project did you just buy? I stepped away from a while. Well, you shouldn't be stepping away from our show, man. You miss a lot of important stuff. No, yeah, it's slices of time. Um, You know what? I, I, I feel the need to reiterate this about time as well. 
you know, under the uh, the lead of Keith Grossman, who is um, actually quite an NFT degen, and I say that with the utmost respect. Um, time is is often regarded as one of the the most well known and established, and I maybe in this day and age trustworthy type news sources. Um, Anybody over the age of 40, like holds time in relatively high regard. I know that's a bit of a generalization, but I I think that that's somewhat true. Uh, This company is not just sitting on top of NFTs being like, let's make an NFT. This seems like a great deal. They are actually participating in it. They've learned from their initial drops, even though I think think the initial drop went just just fine. Um, You know, they're, they're... nodding history's company while allowing current nft artists to participate in their future you know they're a hundred year old company so this isn't even a web 2 company or web 1.0 company this is a you know way 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 before the internet was even a thing uh and, and you know they're taking the appropriate steps to handle nfts not only with respect but with the ideology that they are the future right and this is a big signifier to to people you know when i left my job to come work for alphamint and do this show and all of this stuff and people said well, what nfts like nfts weren't even in the forefront the way that they are now but when you start to talk about things like yeah time is doing it time like the you know the ceo of 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 time keith grossman is is buying nfts he's holding them he's collecting them um they're participating in drops and then you know immediately people start to realize like if something like time is doing it um it, it can't all be scams right you know this company isn't just out there to 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 rug pull somebody so um yeah i mean i just i it, this excites me from a, a historic play and now maybe it's not a historic nft yet but i do think if this is something that you're willing to leave in your wallet for x amount of time and i think uh no pun intended 0.05 is a very very reasonable price to have uh, uh as a long-term hold uh i i think this is going to be a great i think it's a no-brainer yeah yeah definitely i i you know i i I'm, I've always talked about being a big fan of mainstream entities moving into NFTs. Why? Because we're here at the first time they're doing it. I mean, these things will get less effective as they release Series 2 and Series 3 and Series 4 and Series 5 over the coming years. These first two or three over the first couple releases are just going to be historic. So I like them. Yeah, for sure. And I like that their gamification isn't uh, over diluting it as well. Right. Like, you know, right. there's there's the burn mechanics and stuff like that, too. But it, I mean, even from uh, his uh, traditional collectors, like some of those time covers are actually quite valuable, too. Right. Mm-hmm. They release tons and tons and tons of of, of uh, publications every year. But specific ones still hold value due to their their relevance in uh, in in history. So definitely, um, yeah. I just I, I think this is so cool, and I love uh, seeing brands like this participate in a very um, respectful and forward thinking manner. Right. Um, we'll really quickly touch on raid party. A great news for anybody that minted and held the uh, the heroes are now above mint price, and so are the fighters. The game is uh, slated to go live tomorrow. The beta has been going down on the Rinkby test net. And I think that this is a pretty bullish sign because if, if, if what I hear is correct, the, the beta is actually going pretty well. 
Uh, maybe some of those delays that we were all very frustrated about are going to pay off in spades, make sure that this game is ready. Um, and beta testing is also a very important part because you need a larger pool of people to get in there and really just start clicking buttons, making transactions happen and really figure out the nitty gritties of what's going on here. Um, but this is you know, intended to go live tomorrow. As we've said in the past two weeks, everything has been about uh, delays lately. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed because I am actually excited to start playing this game. I'm excited to start uh, digging in deep with the Alpha Mint members and doing the guild. I know somebody was asking me about that today. I think, you know, let's jump in the raid party thread and really get this nailed down as to how we can get a guild as fast as possible and start, uh, you know, trying to play this game at a high level. Um, I all in all, I'm uh, I'm very happy, and I also think just as a market signifier, it's good to hopefully just get this out of the way too, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Definitely, and uh, I'm very excited here to play. The demos I've seen have at least looked very good. Yeah, I mean they've they've released some uh, some gameplay teasers. I mean this is a this is a somewhat passive gameplay. I mean, you're not going to be in there jumping around, clicking the button to swing a sword and, and killing monsters, right? This is, you know, and it was branded and, and marketed as an idle game. Um, but we're starting to see uh, signs of, uh, you know, not life, but, uh, you know, they're starting to release more. And I think, yes, uh, tomorrow the floodgates are going to be open and uh, we're all going to get to jump in here. This is kind of just one of the things that they put in the raid party announcement page. So you're going to have, you know, your heroes leading the charge, um, some of your different fighters participating. You're going to be able to swap them in and out and, you know, do more damage, upgrade them. A lot of very interesting game mechanics to kind of dissect. And I think that the only way that we're really going to figure out the best strategy is to just get in there and start start figuring it out really yeah definitely so so pretty cool that that's going down now and good to see the floor price bouncing uh bouncing back it did actually get pretty low i think the fight uh the heroes were down as low as 0.7 earlier this week and uh and it's just uh it's kind of been back on a tear um i think the big topic of the day that we can just jump into and and get it out was uh the squiggles launch going down yesterday as we mentioned on the show and showed it there was about a 60 page um kind of expose showing uh the the link to past rugs who the the docs kind of founder in there was and how he relates to them and he's just saying oh they're friends of friends so what i was at a club i think it goes a little bit deeper than that i think the evidence was very damning but it did get very interesting as this went down yesterday the mint went live at one it was a dutch auction starting at one eth the Public or the sorry, the pre-sale, which wasn't really a pre-sale, or I, I guess I should say allow list, um, was slated to mint at 0.4 after the Dutch auction went down. Now that to me is a, a big red flag. Some people have since pointed out that Azuki did that too. I completely forgot about that, but I don't like it. Um Essentially, there's 7,000 of these supposed to be on the allow list, and the Dutch auction was for 3,000 of them. The um, the mint did not go very well for them. Uh, it start, When it started at 1 ETH, a couple people minted and then immediately realized this was not going down the way they thought it was going to. Um, not everyone was partaking, and they immediately started undercutting the floor to try and exit because it, Dutch auctions are tricky, right? Like, if, if you 
pull the trigger and then you realize you pulled at the wrong time, a lot of times it's better to just cut your losses below the Dutch auction price and try and sell on secondary rather than trying to wait it out and see how low this thing actually goes. <laughs> I saw people like, look at these idiots selling at point seven. Who mint yeah. right away and then just listed at point seven five? People who didn't want to lose an entire ETH. The smartest people in the fucking room. Yeah, no, and that's so. If you went into the Squiggles, and this was all off uh, Squiggles Discord, and this was facilitated by the team a lot too. There were thirty something mods in there, as well as the team members saying like, um, "Oh, this is the board apes and the Doodles community getting in there and minting, and then immediately undercutting." Like these these guys are so rich that you know a thousand dollars is gas money to them. They're taking the loss just to fund our project. They don't fucking care. They're not losing thousands of dollars to fund your project. Your project's been funded enough as it is. All of the signs have been pointing this via red flag from the get-go. I mean, we pointed out many of them ever since they got called out by Doodles. They got shut down, and immediately they had some art ready to go. Like, this wasn't some cheap marketing tactic. Come on. Like, the day of, they're like, oh, okay, we're going to switch to this. Like, they had that shit ready to go. Um, I heard it was stolen. And yeah, and, and now there's signs that this is all stolen too. So there's stolen. that. <laughs> okay. And this was all, we we were saying this and other people were saying this well before this 60 page document came out, tying them to all of these other projects that were rugs and all of this shit. But they're in there in the discord being like, just hold these, these paper hands can lose, get the fuck out of our discord. They were they were deleting comments and I know this because they deleted some of my comments. I was just in their chat. Like I just wanted to like, just suss it out a little bit and they did delete comments. Then they were saying that the people whose comments they were deleting, were deleting it themselves to make it look like the moderators were deleting comments. That was just absolute and utter bullshit. I can tell you from firsthand experience. It's true. You go into their voice chat and they're in there being like, yeah, doodles is fighting this. They're taking huge losses just so our project can't succeed. Like shame on them, blah, 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 blah. Nope. This is one of the pitfalls of a Dutch auction. If it doesn't go down and there's not the hype, what happens is people cut their losses. This is what good traders do. They cut the losses under the floor so that they can exit. And as free market said, not lose their entire fucking bag. And, you know, now they're pinning it on these other communities just willing to take loss. That's fucking bullshit, too. Like everything was and they're they're in there like, oh, this is happening to Hape. Hape should be 20 ETH right now if it wasn't for the FUD that all of these other, they just don't want to see us succeed. Like, bro, 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 bro. Like it was just. It was delusional, honestly, and it was all facilitated by the mods and the team there in there saying like, you know, um, making this fucking fake reverse FUD up so that it looks good on them and like they're victims. They're not the victims. I can promise you that they are not the victims. As it turned out later, the Dutch auction failed. Then they went ahead and cut the allow list down by almost half saying that now they're going to airdrop a certain amount to their loyal supporters to show them support. And we know that we're screwing our allow list over, but this is something that we have to do to make sure our project succeeds. Uh, no, you're tightening up the, um, the supply of your allow list so that people that were on the allow list now feel they have to mint immediately because they could miss out on it. Right. Like these are all just shitty FOMO tactics that this team is doing. They know they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar and now they are trying to extract as much money as possible and they will probably just disappear into the night with it all. 
Okay. This is not a long-term project. This is not something that's going to the moon. These people do not give two flying fucks about you, your money, or the NFT community at large. We're seeing it play out in real time. And if you think that this is just some manufactured FUD because the doodles don't like you, you are absolutely lying to yourself. And the irony was someone came into the Lemons Discord yesterday and was like, everyone here needs to stop fudding squiggles. This is all just based on a false report. We have so much support from apes and doodles that are supporting our project. You will see we're going to come back. I said, like, no doodles are supporting that project. Don't you spread that misinformation in my I I never wished more I was a lemon mod at that point. I would have deleted that ridiculous comment, spread misinformation in the lemon grove of all places. (laughs) Sully, the beautiful garden of lemons. There's really nothing else. There's really nothing else to say at this point, except that every project needs an NFT analyst on staff who can tell them immediately, don't partner with this project. I'm not sure who they are. There were some rumors that there were people out there who knew this was a scam long before even the 60-page dossier came out. Maybe they went on Spaces. Maybe they went on their own show and told you for weeks that this was a cash grab scam and they were fought and yelled at because I was just fudding and trying to hurt people's bags. But, you know, we don't want to see anybody's bags hurt. We don't want to see you get burned by this shit. Yeah, I don't like seeing scammers come for my lemons. All right. Don't come and try to steal money from my lemons. But if every NFT creator and project out there isn't hiring an NFT expert or analyst to be on staff and analyze anyone who comes to you and asks for a partnership, because people are going to come prey on you. People are going to see how successful your project is right now. And a fishy fam is going to come and try to make partnerships with every big project out there. Okay. And you're still seeing this happen now. Hire a goddamn NFT analyst for your project. It's necessary. You are the new allow list function. Okay. Good projects with big holder bases are the new allow lists. That's where all the allow lists are going. There's no more grinding. There's no more public. There's no more any of that. It's all going to loyal NFT holders. Okay. They need, they need an NFT analyst on staff. I have nothing else to say on this. It was a fucking scam. And here's the other thing I'll say. There are two more doodles derivatives coming down the fucking pike right now with over 100,000 followers. And guess what? People are going to tell me the same shit about them that they told me about squiggles. Well, get ready for next week because I'm fired up, baby. Now, (laughs) the other thing I will say is the funniest thing that I thought happened to me yesterday. And we love to talk about influencers and, uh, you know, whether you should listen to them and but whatever, whatever, whatever. As Doodle, as Squiggles were being delisted yesterday, okay, it looked like the floor price was going up. So mm. many Well, I didn't even touch on that. They got removed yeah. from OpenSea and everyone's like, oh, another fun hit piece, blah, blah, blah. They don't know. <laughs> right. And the two-bit cock-faced influencers who they had paid to shill this fucking thing went on and said, ha ha, look at the FUD reversal, you idiots with your FUD, look at what you're doing. And the price was rising. Because no one could fucking buy it. He was delisting the listings that they were noticing were wash traded because the only reason there was any volume 
was because the team themselves was wash trading to try to stoke volume. So congratulations, you fucking moron influencers who continued to push this after the dossier, after smart people told you for weeks it was a scam, after the failed launch, after they deleted all the comments. Then as it's climbing back to 1E, e, you say, ha ha, the FUD was wrong. You fucking idiots. Get but out. Wait, there's more. <laughs> um Another thing that's going down in this, and this isn't specific to Squiggles, but I do think it's really, really important to mention, is that that um, the uh, Y3K Pirates, who originally posted that 60-page um, document regarding uh, or doing the deep dive into to why this is all a fucking scam, uh, did get banned from Twitter. Why? Look at this. The account doesn't exist. What people are doing now is they are buying uh, verified profiles, uh, uh, Twitter profiles off a, you know, a black market secondary thing like this guy, year 3000 pirates, villains at villains UK. No idea who that is. Joined a while ago. Not very many, um, not many followers followed by Twitter verified. So they buy this tweet, uh, Twitter account. They change the name to year 3000 pirates. Okay. And they report this account, which initially let out the document and said, this is a scam account. They're impersonating me and you need to delete them. Twitter, trusting the verified profile, immediately goes and bans them. And then we end up here. Okay. Um, This is shocking. And I think this is a little bit of an indictment on Twitter. Once you get that verified check, you should not be able to rebrand yourself without... um, you know, going through the system and doing and, and doing it in a proper way. You should not be able to get your hands on one of these accounts, change the name, report somebody and get them banned for showing some, you know, legitimate information. Uh, I think that this is uh, is shameful on Twitter's end. Um, I, we, we all know Twitter isn't perfect, but this is one of the uh, big glaring flaws because it does point to um, allowing scams to thrive. It should not be this easy for somebody to get an account shut down. Yeah, Twitter, what the fuck are you doing? The, the Literally, the only reason for this feature is for scammers. It's like you made it for scammers. So it's very bizarre. I am constantly being followed by blue checks that have 23 followers. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep going, what is, what is even going on here? Why? How does a blue check have no followers and all of a sudden I'm getting followed? Well, obviously, this is what's happening right now. Anybody who had a blue check who's going through hard times is selling them to opportunists, okay? I don't know in what fucking universe Twitter thought this would be a smart feature. The other thing I would like to say is anybody at Twitter who is listening, I love you. You guys are very sexy. <laughs> I am trying to get the at FMC handle. I would like capitalists removed from my name as I don't want to be associated with these max min traders anymore. The FMC account has been dormant for years. I'm putting in my official application. So please, Twitter. Uh, I have contacted the person. I've DM'd them. I've liked their stuff. Give me that account. I would like at FMC. Thank you uh, for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> what is FMC going to stand for then? After not It'll like you, what, what do you stand for? <laughs> It'll you, for them. you just want it to be under the surface. I just don't want it in my name. It gives a bad impression to all the people that I work with. All of a sudden, capitalism has a negative connotation in this world, and I have no, I have no desire. To argue or to, that's why I like my show because I don't no, have to fair. listen to any of your opinions. I just get to say what I think and then that's it. I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. I love you all, but nobody else's opinion matters to me in the sense that uh, 
I, I make my own way in this world for better or for worse. And sometimes it's been for worse, but well, you want to talk about uh, other people's shows and I, you don't know how much I respect people like, Oh, shiny. I look up to these guys, but I don't want them to color my, my opinion, my view. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, I mean, if you want to talk about uh, something that's going through a lot of FUD is like real and pure capitalism, and we don't have to get in through it, but like the the definition and, and the ideology behind it has become so twisted that it's, yeah, like it, it, it people just immediately default to like a negative connotation because you're a capitalist. I don't know. Um, regardless, uh, yeah, the, the squiggles thing is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, I, oh, <laughs> And if you wanted more, really briefly, I wouldn't even go on it, but they hosted an AMA and then cut the AMA off before anybody got to ask a question. Like, how many red flags do you need? How many signs do you need that these people just can't be be trusted, right? Here's so, a pro tip. Here's a pro tip. Okay. Do not buy anything from anyone who uses Julian Assange as their profile picture. That was the guy who put the do- the document out. Right. Don't buy anything from him. That's just okay. Well, it was a free document, so you didn't have to buy any. No, I'm just saying if he's selling anything in the future. (laughs) Got it. Um, Yeah, I think we could probably move on from squiggles. Like, here's here's the thing. And here's the unfortunate thing about OpenSea delisting them is that the people that actually minted, if you minted at that point or bought on the secondary, I mean, sure, you can go on looks rare. You're kind of stuck now, but you were probably going to be stuck anyways. Those things were below a 0.2 floor. Um, don't buy anything for anyone who looks like a Lebanese warlord posing at their daughter's wedding either. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I am Lebanese. <laughs> but I, I'm like, I'm trying to like think of who the Lebanese warlords are. I'm like, shit, are they going to be coming after us on this show now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one with my face out there, man. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're good. Those are my homies. I, okay. <laughs> not the warlord the Lebanese. <laughs> i was like fuck man who are you <laughs> uh <laughs> okay let's move on uh cool cool pets finally went down yesterday uh, uh the um public sale went down uh the unbottable contract got botted as we all expected one profile got over 200 of them but I was happy to see that we were in the uh, Alpha Moon Lounge voice chat and um, a bunch of the people participating in it got um, got a few too. It was expensive. It was a gas war. I think some people were sending at 12, 13, 15,000 guay. Um, so when you factor that in, I think you were paying upwards of 1.52 ETH to actually get your hands on this. It's still sitting at two and a half ETH floor. So depending on what you were planning on doing with it, not a bad play uh you know you could, could flip it or if you really just wanted to participate in the uh, cool cats ecosystem you got in for a little bit cheaper than you would have been able to on the secondary market don't mind either of it uh, i think that this is going to be an interesting case study moving forward for these teams especially established teams with big reputations like cool cats people are going to bot there's going to be gas wars you're going to kind of just have to deal with it. I am surprised that they didn't end up just going with a raffle. I thought that that would have been just the easiest out, to be honest with you. But we've talked a lot about gas wars on this show, and I don't think that they're the worst thing in the world. It does kind of solidify some of the floor price. It does kind of lock in um, the value of it and what you know those people on the public sale, which you know we'll just call it the free market, uh, decide to pay for it, right? So here we are sitting at a two and a half ETH floor, and I would imagine that the game is ready to go. It was supposed to go live yesterday, but with the delays, uh, that obviously didn't happen. 
Um, how are you feeling about yours? You have one right now. You're going for a water tiger. All good. Um, or a yeah, uh, feel... water, water pet, sorry. No, no, no. I, I feel very good about them. I mean, you can't look, you know, this isn't, this isn't a mecca situation. This isn't a failed flop. They minted at 0.5. They're sitting at 2.5. Very good. Happy to see that. Now, I think even more than a project like Board Ape Yacht Club, where we know Ape Token is coming out, cool pets are going to be very dependent on the value of milk. I think that the the value of cool pets and the value of cool cats will be directly related to milk once that LP drops. And if milk has some crazy early hype cycle where it gets up to $3 and cool cats are making three grand a day for a week or two, I think that that's really going to pump the underlying price of cool pets and cool cats. If I'm wrong and maybe it opens at like 20 cents and doesn't really do much and and it's a good it's good money you're making but it's not headline money that you're making maybe the price doesn't quite get there yet. I think cool pets are the next in line to become a blue chip. The issue right now is they don't yet have the mainstream appeal of a punk. Uh, excuse me, of a ape, right? The apes are cool they appeal to celebrities, they're edgy, they're hype boy, they're supreme. The apes have already made it in that sense. You ask your average person what a cool cat is, they'll have no idea, okay? You show most people a picture of a bored ape, they're going to go, okay, maybe I don't know what it is, but I know what it is, all right? And cool cats are going to get there, but until they do, I would say they're going to be even more tied to the price of their token uh, than apes. And I think apes will be somewhat, you know, price to that token as well. When you think about if the if there is a bullish case for not being a sell the news situation, because ape to me looks like it could be a sell the news situation, depending on where apes are and when it debuts and all that stuff. If it wasn't going to be that, um, people say it's going to be a measure of people who can't afford a dog, a mutant, or an ape, this is your only entry into the club. Will it work the same way for cats initially? I don't think so. I don't think there's this urge and, you know, except for NFT heads like us who are like, yeah, I'd pay 2.5 to be in the cool cats club. Most people don't know or care yet. And I think they will. I just think that is maybe what's holding these back from, I had predicted a line of five ETH. You thought maybe it could go over. I still think that's possible depending on how milk debuts with its LP, but I think it's much more dependent on that than uh, something like board apes. I think what you said was uh, was like very profound. With um, once that token gets out into the ecosystem, the value of her project is now defined by the token, not the actual NFT, right? Because the NFT is now the vehicle in which the token is yielded. Um, if the token doesn't have any value, then you know what the NFT is yielding also doesn't have, or uh, the NFT that's yielding it probably doesn't have any value as well. Um, I think that this is a good, not not Cool Cats itself, but that statement is a good cautionary tale about jumping into a project and being one token, one token, one token. The reason why Ape is going to have value and the reason why Milk is going to have value, as Free Market said, is because it's going to be a way for people that cannot afford a board ape, a mutant ape, a board ape kennel club, um, a cool cat or a cool pet to have some exposure to that ecosystem. 
right? They have a built up enough community and and well-fleshed-out ability to use these tokens in a productive manner such that it's not just indefinitely inflationary and these things go to zero um, to do so. And, you know, likely they have a track record of success and a team behind it that can manage it properly. Uh, Cool Cats has waited this long to jump into this game, I got to believe, intentionally. I don't think you necessarily want to just mint something and then all of a sudden it's yielding a token because if you haven't come up with mechanisms for that token to be valuable then nothing is valuable right and i just you know i i think that cool cats is going to succeed i just think that if you're minting a project or you're looking into something don't just start doing one token one token one token it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to add extra value what are these tokens you're generating yeah, I don't even think it's not necessarily. I think it is a doom. It, I think it's doomsday for any project that does it too early. Absolute doomsday. Because as R2 said, your value will be directly tied to this token. Okay. If that token goes to zero, it's going to reflect on the underlying NFT. It's yep. even a risk for cool pets because, like I just said, they don't have that mainstream popularity yet. Now, the reason I think it will be okay is because they have come up with a bunch of clever burn mechanisms. And if people do want to play this game properly initially, there is not going to be a lot of milk available. Okay. That it is go that, that is why I think we could see two or three dollars in the first couple weeks until what happens is early on, you you're very motivated to play the game. As the money becomes so good, there are people who start to decide to take the money over the game. And that's where the peak happens. It starts to pull back and $3,000 a day turns into 200, which feels terrible. And then you go, holy shit, I'm making $200 a day in passive income from, from this NFT, right? So I think it's even risky for cool cats to do a token at this point, though I do think it will be okay because they've executed a very, uh, what seems to be very good tokenomics in relation to, to this game. And I do expect the demand to be there and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think token is the last thing any crypto entity, even if we're talking about traditional crypto entities like, you you know, like uh, an L2, like Arbitrum or any type of company like OpenSea, you know, uh, they don't they haven't done a token because they didn't need to. Why? Why put that? I'm going to I'm going to just add like a slight caveat into mm-hmm. unless you're building a game that relies on the token to interact. Yeah. Um, and then the game has to be well thought out enough that it doesn't just get so inflationary that it just is worthless. We saw that happen with whale game, right? Yeah. Um, whale game, you know, you were just buying more fishermen and whales, blah, 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 blah. And then the amount that was generated just kept going up and up and up and up and up. And now there's so much of it flying around this ecosystem that the value is next to nothing. And because the value is next to nothing, the the fishermen and the whales now aren't valued worth anything. And the value drops so low that because it's interacting on an L1, the gas isn't worth it to do anything. And all of a sudden the game stalls because you've put yourself in this rut that you you really can't come out of. It's done. Whale game is done. I don't like, I have a small bag of it. I'm not going to lose my sleep over it. I, played it and you know took my shot at it i don't care but it's done you don't come back from that it's just and now there's there's all these things that are just generating tokens indefinitely and nobody fucking cares to use them because there's you have a hundred million of them and they're not worth shit you don't even spend the gas to use it 
Right. If you're a native P2E where the utility token is necessary for your economy, it's different. But we have gone through a phase where every NFT project, regardless of how it was formatted or what its end goal was, was uh, people were clamoring for a token. It was just it was the phase we were in. Token meant money. Token meant pump. I mean, that was why people were asking when in reality, it's a much it's a very big liability unless you know what you're doing. So. Uh, Michael's asking, would we consider this a make or break moment for cats? No, uh, no, no, not at all. I, I, honestly, and I'm this, this statement's going to sound weird, but even if Cool Pets was a failure, I'm not bearish on cats. And I don't, uh, it's weird to say because I don't even think that's a possibility, right? But my point is that Cool Cats, I think, are going to succeed, and any project is going to succeed on how much of a cultural artifact. It is right. Board apes have become a cultural artifact. Cool cats, I believe, are on their way to doing that. Um, and whether celebrities adopt these as an online personality, I don't think has anything to do with their game or tokenomics. I think that partnering with Time Magazine is the bull case for cool cats. Uh, I, I think all of these things are value adds, and hopefully they work and really are the value adds they're built to be. But the real use, ca- the real killer case for cool cats is the licensing possibilities the partnership with time the mainstream appeal and the idea that these would be very very attractive metaverse personalities for a lot of people versus a board ape remember board apes are edgy board apes are stoners they drink it's a male dominated yacht club i mean there's a lot there that while it appeals to some people may not appeal to others. And I think Cool Cats fills that uh, genre or demographic very well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, I'm going to go back to something that I originally said. Cool Pet or Cool Cats actually waited quite a long time to solidify their brand within this space um, before committing to, you know, not only a derivative project like Cool Pets. I shouldn't call it a derivative. but Maybe like what would be a good term for that? Like um, uh, a brand extension? I don't know. It's a compa- companion. Great. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. A companion to the cool cats with this and a token. I mean, they have a firm community. Uh, the value proposition in cool cats always was that community and the art that surrounded it. And now they are starting to add on to it. But again, this took time and it took energy by the team to grow that and solidify that a project that minted three days ago or three weeks ago, it just doesn't have that yet. As much as you want to believe it, if you are in it, right, it just doesn't exist. I mean, Lemon Lemon Friends is a, a project that, like, if it came out with a token tomorrow, it would not be good for it. However, somewhere down the road, if that community continues to stay solid, there's clear value in being part of that community and holding the NFTs just for the sake of having them. Sure, maybe you can get to this point if it's carefully thought out and done. But I never look at a brand new project with a roadmap saying within two weeks of launch, we're going to have a token. And I think to myself, yeah, great, perfect. I don't, it never ever is a deal, uh, a deal maker for me. In fact, sometimes I think it's a deal breaker at this point. We've seen it time and time again, right? So I just think that cool cats doing this now can it be a make or break moment for them no for a lot of the reasons that free market said but it's like a car company right you know they have a track record of success sometimes car companies release a model that's just a fucking dud they put it out there and everyone's like it looks like shit it performs like shit 
and they, you know, they delist it or they, you know, discontinue it, sorry. And it goes away and they can t- carry on with their life. They take their loss. Maybe their stock price gets hit a little bit because people are like, oh, that was kind of a mess, whatever. It happens. They carry on with their life. If the first car that you release is an absolute lemon and a dud and people hate it, you're fucking done, right? Yep. And that to me is why it's not a make or break moment for cool cats. Can it be a black mark if it goes terribly? Sure. Will it have some short-term ramifications? Probably. Will I they go away? No. I want to buy a cat at 70s. I mean, I, I, I am <laughs> exactly. very, for real, I'm very bullish on cool cats. I mean, I wouldn't really care what happened in the short-term price without the selfish reasoning of me wanting to buy one cheaper. And, you know, the... Yeah, I mean, I think we've said everything we can say. Sure. And yeah. that, that's pretty much it. I... I I, I think that and when we were even looking at cat bricks before it happened, the red flag to me was the token and the game and all that type of stuff. When you're talking about what makes a project successful, right? Why does DeFi always fail? Why do yield farms always fail? Because the only reason people are buying into those is to make money. It's to get rich, yep. right? When you deposit money in a bank for safety and somebody goes and borrows that money to build something, they're borrowing it to build something. They're actually trying to create new production within the economy. When somebody is investing in a yield farm necessarily, that is not what's happening right now. And it's just because we're not there yet. That's why, again, DeFi will come back. We will have a bankless existence. But why does it work so well for NFTs? Because the successful projects have communities that are in there not for the money. I know that sounds naive. I know everyone thinks the money matters. But the reason Cool Cats and Bored Apes maintain the high price is because people don't want to leave the club. And it's not for monetary reason, right? That is what every DeFi farm and every uh, protocol up until this point was missing, a community that was there for reasons other than getting rich. That's why I'm so bullish on NFTs. And that's why I think the very successful ones, a token makes sense. But it's also why the ones that aren't there yet are going to doom themselves by doing it too early. Until you have the culture, until you have the community, it's just going to sink you. So, yeah, beautifully said. Um I don't think we need to expand on that any further, but I, I completely wholeheartedly agree with you. It, you can't, they, they do fail because you can't just be in there expecting to make more and more and more and more and more money indefinitely. It just doesn't work like that, right? There's money doesn't pop out of thin air. It has to be exchanged. So, um, and it has to be exchanged with somebody that wants to get in at the price that it's currently at, or, you know, the, the point in time and the yield that it's currently at. So, um, yeah. I mean, proceed with caution. I, I just, I don't, uh, I don't look at a project and get excited that they're launching a token within two weeks, unless it's specifically a P2E game that requires that token to exist. And then you got to dive deep into the tokenomics as to, um, uh, as to why there's uh, why it'll work long term. Driftcult saying, ever heard an airdrop? Thin air, baby. Yeah. I, yeah true. Yeah, <laughs> fucking airdrops, man. I love them and hate them at the same time. How's looks doing these days? Do we talk about that anymore? Looks is at about. I believe they went through the first having. Okay, so right. we've talked about how this having was coming. I gotta say, it's not been as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's sitting at about three seventeen yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's great. 
half the price it was, so to say. And I've certainly noticed my WEF payments slowing down and the amount of looks I'm accumulating. But I think now the next halving is almost 90 days away. Okay. We've seen what I believe is the worst of this having. I actually think we're getting pretty close. Now, it could be a buy right here, um, but I actually think we're getting pretty close to a reversal in the sense that people are still going to be happy with the 350% yield it's making if you're still pulling in a good amount of weth. Um, and now they have 90 days to make this a place that people actually want to use. So we, the wash trading is still profitable. We know that 92% of the volume is due to that. And if it went away, people would really be discouraged about how much they were earning in both WETH and looks. But now they have 90 days to try to replace a good portion of that volume. And I don't think it needs to be much. If they could do 25%, I think while, again, the having event would probably cause a pullback from wherever it is at that point, I think that people would still be quite happy with that yield. Um, so it's up to them. I mean, it's going to be about UX. It's going to be about marketing. It's going to be all those good things. And we'll see if they could do it. I'm still holding. I'm still a believer. I'm just not collecting my wealth as often anymore, which is a little, little sad panda, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, a technical analysis analyst, I guess I uh, would be the word for it. Um, but it looks like look. it's really like really firm here on this line that it's at like right now. So I don't know if. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Do it live. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to see me draw triangles. It's nonsense. But, no, uh, no, no, no. Honestly, you want to know as a technical analyst, that's a hideous chart. Looks like yeah. $1. <laughs> like, technically, that's a terrible chart. Right. Oh, we're, okay. We're doing TA on it, but I, I don't think TA, I don't think TA necessarily apply. Yes, that. It's at last ditch support right now, but all that supply above it is very heavy, so to say, right? Like that is not, that's obviously a head and shoulders pattern. It got down to the neckline. It tried to bounce and then it was quickly smacked down to that neckline. That's not what you want to see when you are bullish on something. Uh, A move to $2 wouldn't surprise me. I'd be buying more $2, my friends. I was looking for like the stegosaurus pattern here. Like I, I could see like, uh, where's my drawing the, tool? Like, the pale. Puking, puking Godzilla. And, there's a few of them that are. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. The legs here and there's the head, some horn ears and yeah, the back, the back thing there. Perfect. Stegosaurus pattern locked in going to the moon. Yep. Um, not financial advice. Uh, okay. So yeah, we got the Super Bowl coming up. Next week is um, going to be interesting yeah. to see kind of what's when that? They changed that back. Look at that Vinnie Hager uh, Star Catchers collab. Jesus. Oh, yeah. That wasn't even there when I Jeez. first pulled it up. It I know. <laughs> Live in real time. New Star oh, Catchers yeah, banner. Yeah. Let's There's just go. Too much go- I'm getting to it. I'm too Someone Calm me down. Oh. <laughs> Calm down. No. Uh, so we talked about, you know, next week. Uh, it, might be a sell the news with the Super Bowl. We don't really know what's going on. Tons of speculation. Sometimes that speculation can end up being a letdown, no matter how good the news is. Um, and, and next week might, you know, might be amazing with onboarding new users, or it might be slow as people decided they watched the Super Bowl and fucking hate NFTs and crypto. Who knows? The week after, though, is going to get super exciting. We talked about Starcatchers minting on February 22nd, 2022. 
we talked about um, the weather report is minting that week as well. Is it the 26th, I believe? I don't want to give false information. but 22nd is... is Starcatchers. Starcatchers. That'll be the first mint of the week. Yeah. After that will be Wonder Pals. Oh, oh Wonder Pals. That's the other Invisible one. Invisible Friends. Yeah, Invisible Friends is the 23rd. Wonder Pals is the 24th. And then Weather Report is the 26th. Yes, right. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the timeline of that week. I I am scared. I am not going to lie to you. It makes me nervous. Uh, Here's what I will say. The greatest gift to any of us would be a bear market after that launch with the ability to buy as many star catchers as you want under one ETH. I I am I don't even I yeah I, I what can I say I, I I it's very this is a very dangerous situation here. The best thing you could say for the Super Bowl is that we are going in with a bet with with a bit a quote unquote bear market right. A lot of floors are down fifty percent. It's been very slow. Volume has dried up. Da, 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 da. So we're going into the Super Bowl with less expectation. You know, if apes were at two hundred, I'd be a lot more scared going into the Super Bowl than the fact that they've pulled back right now. That's a little bit. That's something for you, right? At the same time, we have Super Bowl this Sunday. Let's say it kicks off some insane bull run for the next week and we see all of our favorite floors go back to the highs and everything feels peachy dory and that eight bot just doesn't go to sleep for, for seven days. I could see the week after being a liquidity suck that pops that bubble especially going into the beginning of tax season where people start to think, well, I need to start getting my liabilities together uh, so that I can pay my tax bill. We know I am a student of seasonality. We are going to be going into bearish seasonality as we get closer to the Ides of March and April. All right. So I am very aware of that. I could very much see either that week being when things cool off, or it just continues a bull run into the Ides of March, which hit another frothy peak. Look, that would be for all of us, if we can identify this beforehand, and it does play out, this is why I love having scenarios. I did this in traditional markets as well. Very hard to predict exactly what's going to happen. But if you can come up with two or three likely scenarios, pick the one that you think is most likely to happen, position yourself for it, And of course, you're most likely going to have to adjust because you can't predict the future. That one or two times you actually are able to pick that scenario exactly, you're going to two and three X your portfolio. It's going to be those brief moments, those real portfolio multipliers that happen very rarely. I think that's the best strategy to do it. So that's what I'm doing here, right? I think there's a few possibilities. If we do get that blow off top, after this big week of the 22nd, everything mints. The next week, it's still going crazy. And, and we have exactly like we had before, three weeks in er- late December, early January of up only. Uh, I'd be looking to sell a lot of stuff right into bear seasonality. Yeah. Let's see. Well, these these are these are four projects that, uh, you know, we talk a lot about red flags and, and issues with stuff that, you know, 
while I'm sure none of them are exactly perfect, they all seem to be really genuine and intent and, and looking fucking great and doing something unique to themselves. Um, and they kind of all fit in the same meta too. And the last time that we saw that kind of go down was the lemon friends, alien friends and cool man's universe that dropped back to back to back. They minted things went pretty well, especially for alien friends. But then what a week later, two weeks later, everything just went absolutely ballistic. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but if history rhymes, then, you know, maybe we're looking down the barrel of something like this. You know, star catchers looks great. Invisible friends looks great. Well, maybe not the want- best profile picture. We talked about this yesterday. Sorry. Right. And then, you know, weather report looks really good. Um, the other one that we wonder pals. Yeah. Like, wonder you know, pal. Look, and here's the stuff. We've talked about these last few weeks almost being layered with just scam Fugazi projects one after another, volume, just terrible. These are the most, you know, why do you get bullish on a project? It's because when you see the right people getting excited about something, you just know it's going to have the zhuzh, like it's going to have that, right? It's going to have that X factor. All of them seem to be launching in the same week. The only one that really scares me here, if they could somehow delay Invisible Friends for two weeks, I would feel so much better. I think these other three projects, they're all run by very smart, very capable, very creative people who are going to mint at a relatively low price, right? These, uh, We just got the announcement yesterday. Star Catch is going to be 0.111, which, again... While that may sound expensive to some, remember the Littles minted at 0.125 in a bear market, okay? And this project has as much, if not more love than the Littles did going into that mint. So I think this is a very appropriate price for them. I love how they price that. And remember, this team doesn't get to touch the money for 365 days, okay? We talk about, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, their person, they're, they're obviously putting money in the treasury. They're obviously taking royalties to, to run the business. Their personal paychecks are being locked by a smart contract for 365 days for one year after they mint. OK, these these are the real projects, these ones minting this week. Now, that doesn't mean anyone can't be a victim of the market. That's why we're talking about this. We're worried that the macro could affect the micro here, where it was almost the opposite. We've been in a great macro environment, and that gave a bunch of shit projects the ability to launch for two weeks. I hope we don't go into the opposite, where we have a bunch of great projects launching into a shitty macro environment. So I I feel like Invisible Friends is the most dangerous on the list as far as a liquidity suck situation. And we will see. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a low mint, too. They're fully whitelisted, right? I, I I'm pretty sure it's going to be, I think they want at least the perception of fairness because they're a community. We care about our community. Blah, blah, blah. So I don't think it's going to be like one of these very expensive mints. Maybe it'll be 0.2, maybe 0.3. I don't Invisible know. Friends? Yeah. Do we know? The yeah, yeah. No, I don't, but I do suspect it'll be in that 0.2 range. I, yeah. I mean, God, if... If this team comes out with a Dutch auction, please. No way. I, I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying they will. I I'm just like, imagine. worst case scenario, worst after all the shit that we've seen, that would be like just the well, most I don't dangerous think they thing. Could. I don't think they could. It's like 5,000 of them, and I think it's fully whitelisted. I mean, they're not going to, you can't oh, tell. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not. I don't about. think you can tell your why. I, I don't think they. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I know, I know, right? So. 
you know, 20, I just thousand know. of you are on the allow list. Right. Now, why is it dangerous compared to something like artifacts? You know, Dylan and I were laughing at all these people saying artifact was going to be this liquidity suck. It was by far the largest money injection into NFTs period, from outside money. Right. Why would that be the case for invisible friends? It does it. I hope so. I hope in, there's, you know, in fairness, I think at the time we hadn't seen this liquidity injection in the way that artifact kind of kicked it off. I mean, you guys understood what was going on and kudos to you because it was an incredible play at the end of the day. Um, and you know, uh, Dylan, especially just, you know, put the, the fucking earmuffs on and said, you guys don't get it. And boy, was he right. Um, I think that artifact at the time felt like it was supposed to be Mecca 2.0, where it was just like all the money goes in and gets stuck there. Um, but it really did just kick off this incredible run of money entering the ecosystem. And I think it had to, and I think, you know, um, kind of the tangential side effects of it was seeing things like hate beast get to eight, right. As people were trying to look for that as people from the outside, looking in saw artifact go down and saw Nike become a partner with them. And those people, uh, Nike to say is a huge brand is an understatement, right? And for a lot of like sneakerheads or hype beasts or anything, Nike getting into NFTs by acquiring an NFT shop said, get in there for them, right? If that was the last, that might've been the last straw because there were a lot of sneakerheads that are like, oh, the fucking NFTs, they don't mean anything. I actually buy sneakers, sell them to somebody to wear or to put on their wall or whatever. Nike mm-hmm. now just said, NFTs are a thing. And all of them just said, fucking awesome. I'm in, right? Yeah. Buy anything, Nike. And all right. of that money got transferred into NFT collectors, holders, minters, especially those on the allow list for Artifact, those that had the few kicks, um, those that participated in the Dutch auction, and mm-hmm. they made a killing on it. And what did those NFT traders do? They went and bought other NFTs. And now it just started this ripple effect, right? And that's great. So Invisible Friends could be something like that, but just please don't do a Dutch auction. <laughs> oh, all right. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know what the mint price is. The only one that I'm kind of looking at, like maybe, I I guess this is kind of the meta that we're in with minting right now. And the amount of money that's flying around maybe makes this a little bit more palatable, but, uh, Wonder Pals minting for 0.08 seems a little high for me, but I guess I, I I guess that shouldn't mean anything, right? Like, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm doing the comparison to Lemon Friends and Alien Friends and like, well, they were, they did great at 0.02, but, uh, at 0.0, it's not greedy, I guess. I I shouldn't say that. I'm totally distracted right now. Sure. Why? Talk to me. So someone just liked one of my tweets. So yesterday I happened to be shopping for cool cats. I was on the floor looking around and uh, there's a trait that I really hate. It's like make it sound like a showroom. I was walking around the floor on the right. shopping for a cool cat. I was because I I, look, if I'm spending twelve ETH on a JPEG, I'm getting the one I like. I'm not just gonna sure FOMO into the floor there or whatever. spend thirteen to get the one you really like, right? Like that's well, it's true. I mean, that is how it is. Like the ones that I I would really like are definitely off the floor, like 13, 14, 15, whatever. But it stands for good reason. And I'm sorry to cut into your point and I want you to finish. If you're going to spend 12 ETH on a cool cat, you should be able to spend 13 ETH on a cool cat, right? Yeah. That's that's kind of my point. Oh, totally, totally. I have complete agreement. Um, So this guy liked one of my tweets and I looked at his thing and I noticed, huh? 
that was one of the cool cats that I was looking at on the floor yesterday. And I go and he has 72 followers. I go, Mm-mm. I start to look and yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy right click saved one of the floor cats and is now going around following people uh, and misrepresenting who he is. I love the hexagon. I have to say I am in love with this hexagon. It helps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hexagon has way more control over your representation than a blue check does at this point. I would auto-follow cats and apes all the time up until this Hexagon. Now, if I see a circle, I check. My uh, my wife went on Twitter, like she very rarely uses Twitter, mm-hmm. went on Twitter and it popped up with that get your NFTs verified profile picture thing. And she goes, what is this? And I was like, I was like, oh, you can do that now. She She's like, oh. I was like, do you want an NFT to do it? She goes, she's like, no. And then just ah. clicked the X. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Hey, I mean, she uses her Twitter for completely different reasons than that. So I totally get well, it. But it, it I was funny. There, there are definitely, especially people who are entertainers or in the, like your picture is your marketing a lot. Now, yes, when you're yes. uber famous, changing to an NFT is like a signal, right? When you're trying to get famous, not having your face there is an issue. So people, you'll, you'll notice, I even notice people within the NFT industry who will have a normal picture as their profile because, again, they're in entertainment, they're in more of a traditional media job, and look, your face is what you're selling. So I don't blame them. So there's the interesting. I I made a, a funny tweet the day of the Hexagon thing. I said, anybody that needs help minting their selfies, uh, hit me in the DMs. Because um, Yeah, I was just going to say, you could totally yeah, do Mint that. your selfie. Uh, but, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Not really a reason to do that, but I got to say, I dislike this funny glasses trait. The the mustache and the funny glasses, you know, those gag glasses. Yeah. What are we looking That's at? Cool cat trait. There's some traits I dislike. Oh, cool cat. And, the cool cats. and surprise, they're all on the floor. Cool, man. I, I'm going to throw some music on. We can just vibe out. I'm going to get the, uh, the restream link up to anybody in the moon lounge. If you want to join us, why, why mm-hmm. are you doing this to me? There we go. Um, let's see. You know, I like the um, I like this samurai sword guy, but he's wearing a mask. I don't want to think of COVID all the time. Tell me what you uh, think of this guy. I'll pull it up. Yeah, I'm gonna read some chat here. Um, thoughts on Pixelverse? We talked about that a little bit. I think uh, I think bullish should be a good term for me. I don't own any, but I really do like what they're doing. Um, and that was a team that um, continued to kind of work through you know the bear market and all that stuff. I, I like that. I, I appreciate when teams do that for sure. Does this one scream uh, Uncle Free to you? Old Uncle Free. No. No. Yeah. Look, this was. I mean, don't say that with any any. Um, no, 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 intention. That's why I'm asking. That's why I'm it needs. This is this is this is where it's going to be hard for you with a cool cat. Is like it still needs a little bit of edge. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is more in there. I, I, I think I, this. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, maybe maybe when it comes time for you to start pulling the trigger. We should uh we should put it up to a vote or something. Yeah, we could we could doubt it. I'll I'll leave it up to the Alphaman Dow to pick my uh This one is more in there. Yeah. It's more me. I'm not sure I'm a friend of the Met. Now, this one I really liked. I just didn't know about the mustache. I mean I could grow a mustache. Um Um while you're doing that, question <laughs> question, question face 
Oh, this guy's cool. Right? Right? Maybe maybe too cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one's mine. Back away. Uh, cool great. cats are so wimpy. I don't know, man. They're fun. Whatever. Um, question face is saying Kaiju Kaiju King's mutant event was going down while we were doing the show. What's uh? Do you, do you know anything about that? Obviously, you were here. A live yeah, event. Yeah, I'm here. I, I wish I knew. Does that what? What am I play? I'll go look in there right now. Yeah, go check it out. Alpha Pass giveaway soon. Um, we'll talk about it. Dude, mustache for the win. The mustache plays. Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree. This is this guy. He, you know what? Maybe get the uh, uh maybe earrings are fine. Like this kind of looks like a state trooper or something. Like you could have like a, a hat or or something, and you know. No, he's, I, I like him a lot. I was looking at him yesterday. I'll show you this. I wouldn't necessarily, though, I, I don't dislike this one either. I think this kind of captures my personality. You got one more, or you mean between the two? These no, guys? no, no, yeah, this one. Now, the reason I'm showing you this one is because those glasses are my favorite cool cat trade. Uh, the aviators? Hold on, hold on. Hmm. Uh, yeah, well, no, this, this. I have a oh Jerp called saying he has a pass he can give away. Let's plan something. Um, let's plan something. We'll we'll uh, we'll bump our heads together after the show and maybe okay. uh, maybe get something going for next week. Mm-hmm. So look at this LED ask and you may receive. <laughs> Don't want to make up too many promises, but uh, that seems pretty promising. This guy is pretty cool. Are you checking? Are you checking kaiju's or no? I did. I, I put a message in there. What I missed. I'm waiting for people to respond to me. No. Oh, all right. Yeah, this guy looks a little high strung. I'm in. It's you. I thought mutants were baby plus fe. Can someone explain the augmented lab chat? Blah. Grab a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know. <laughs> do I need to do anything right now? I know the owner. Can he just give me something? I know the owner. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, you know, come on. Do I got a part to just tell me what I got to do? here? You do understand that that statement gives me like, like <laughs> gets me going. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. I forgot. That's a very co- <clears throat> common Internet. Uh, I restaurant i said internet. yes so what did we think of that did we like that cat with the flower with the flower i also think the ladies would think i'm like super sensitive and stuff. uh l- sensitive with some badassery in the glasses yeah right. Right. i can get behind it yeah. the overalls i don't know mm-hmm. yeah Portal. exactly con glass oh yeah. that is a pokemon thing isn't it ah i see Correct. now I, I think this guy's still in the lead. Nope. This guy. I think this guy's still in the lead. All right. Last one. We're doing one more. Oh, yeah. I get it. Oh, you already saw it. The bucket hat, right? The bucket hat's good. The ninja bucket hat or the um, strung out bucket hat? The strung out guy. Yeah. Yeah. My mustache fucks so hard. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I guess that. I guess that is, I, that's true. We know what FMC is growing for F, uh, FM, F, and, and NFT NYC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to have a cool cat to wear there, to be honest. I realized you could dress up like this too. This is easy. I know. I know. I kept threatening to wear my Gap hoodie, and then I realized it's in June this year. If I wear a Gap hoodie to NFT NYC, I'm going to be like Richard Nixon in that debate. (laughs) (laughs) You, um, you have made promises, and you are wearing a Gap hoodie. I don't care if it's the middle of summer. I don't care if that concrete is just like beaming with fucking heat. You're wearing it. Well, in Vegas, I mean, you know, it was 110 every year when I went to the World Series of Poker, but you needed a, a full winter coat in that fucking tournament room. They, they would put the air conditioning on 53. And look, I'm a 65, 66 guy. I've chilled every woman in my life ever out of the room. They are like, what is this 66 on the air conditioner? I'm like, don't make me put it to 65. But mm. you know, the, the casino is excessive. I, I love the heat you do i'm very warm right now no i'm a cold and any other normal person would be like they would not have a hoodie on in my apartment right now but i love it i i don't know it's like you know what though i i mean i don't i don't know if it is i worked in the kitchen for 15 years you get used to it right it embraces you you know Mm -hmm. i don't know whatever embrace me full mustache cut off sleeves gap sweatshirt You'll be swatting off the fanboys and girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna cut the sleeves off your gap hoodie? No. What am I mad? This thing's worth twelve hundred dollars, right? Now. Isn't that like a burn mechanism? You'll have a okay, one right. of one. No, uh, ever since the Tezos news yesterday of partnering with Manchester United or, or Man U, like yeah. they say in England, uh, that would be that that would that would make my our uh, shout out to hologram comfy boys club our hoodies are now worth 1200 bucks can you can you do the rest of the show with a british accent all right all right mate hello i'm charlie ilton and i make (laughs) wolf pictures (laughs) oh boy i am just dead Cut, clip, send, ship it. Drip call. Oh. If that's not on Twitter in five minutes. Isn't it? Uh-oh. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's rude. Rude boy. And also my same man, rude boy, huh? All right. Cass, All right. are you coming up on stage then? Blood You're clock. waiting. I put the link up there for you. We missed you yesterday. <laughs> um, figure out what's going on with figure out what's going on with uh, with kaijus. I gotta go to the washroom. I have the the bladder the size of a juice box. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we knew that mutants were imminent. Um, I think they're coming out any day now. There is there's there's a fun game going on inside the Discord. I've been so busy recently, I haven't been able to play. But essentially, you change your PFP to one of the lab assistants, okay? So remember, kaijus are an experiment that are breaking out of augmented labs. So we all put on our disguises yesterday, our lab coats, and we started hunting for any errant kaijus. If a kaiju escapes, you got to catch it, right? Well, 
There is a game coming out called Rooftop Rampage that is going to involve kaijus breaking out of a lab. Uh, you are going to play this game courtesy of the FE or failed experiment NFT, which is sitting at about a one ETH floor on OpenSea last time I checked. And winning this game, and I don't know what winning entails, whether it means a certain amount of points, a certain amount of wins, getting to a certain level. I don't know that yet. But winning gets you an allow list spot on the Mutant Mint. There are going to be 3,333 mutants. Um, there are 3,333 Genesis, 6,666 babies. The mutants will be a new NFT. Um, there is more down the road. You will be able to use our waste to create mutant DNA with your mutant. That DNA can be combined with a baby kaiju to create redacted. We don't know what redacted is yet. We also know augmented labs has a very rooftop rampage is a small mobile game. It's the introduction. It's the it's the predecessor, the precursor to their real uh, entertainment property. They'll be releasing soon. Kaijus will tie into it. Uh, very excited here. So I believe the mutant phase is going to be starting any minute now. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on in the Discord. I'll try to find that out. Perfect timing. I'm back. Kaijus. So I don't believe for a second the Sotheby's news about Invisible Friends. I think that it's a lie. Period. GM. I think anyone that tries to sell merchandise before their collection is released is not with the community's best interests at heart. GM Cask. GM. How are you? How are you feeling, man? Is that a cryptoid? No, it's a rebel bot. Rebel bot. Rebel it bot. Is, it is a rebel bot. It's, it's my. It's my high-ranked rebel bot, which I bought for zero point zero five ETH, and I got offered two ETH the other day for what? it. Dang. Yes. Sharp, son. That jacket is sharp. I like the neon uh, borders on that jacket. Uh, I, I love. Uh, I love that bot, man. Mm -hmm. I love that mm -hmm. bot. How are you guys? I'm. I'm all right. Um, still, still recovering. Yeah, but, but yeah, yesterday was a bit bad, really. That's why oh, I never came on. I, I was weak. Um, but yeah, today's a bit better with some lemon and ginger tea. So let's keep it moving, innit? <laughs> I love the English accent, by the way. Did you? Are you yeah. saying that? I'm taking the piss. I figured. <laughs> No, because there's so many different accents, isn't there? From from the UK. oh yeah, no. you've got your you've got your slang, which I kind of tend to use a lot. Yep, maybe because I'm from London. Um, but and then, the, Southern, the Southerners make fun of the Northerners' accents all the time. Like they they're there's they're they're as far as they're concerned, completely different dialect. It's a different language, dude, man. Like literally, it's a different language. Like mm -hmm. um, I moved up to um, like the Midlands. I got a place in the Midlands, and I got a place in London. So I moved up to the Midlands, and they speak something called Yam Yam here. Okay. Which, when I first spoke to them, I, I didn't have a fucking clue, mate. 
<laughs> really just it's like yeah but yeah but anyway <laughs> how are you guys doing well man i am i'm uh yeah i'm looking forward to the events to come and i'm i'm glad that we're putting some of the other events behind us and i i think we've reached a halfway point of something (laughs) i don't know what like i i don't think it's like it just feels like we just hit halftime and like a you know a basketball game or something no i can understand that um because i i don't know if you guys are the way i'm thinking in the nft market at the moment is I think I'm looking into previous projects that have got potential. Yeah, it's a great time to do that. Yeah, instead of the because there's so many new NFT projects coming out, and I mean Squiggle was just just literally stamped the thought process of it because you're gonna get loads and loads of these projects which are just low effort pictures. That's well, it. We seem to be like maybe rejecting it a little bit right you know these the 3d profile picture things are uh maybe losing a little bit of their steam squiggles kind of got rejected and they seem to be scrambling and uh now maybe we're we're headed towards a market reset i agree there's always you know wherever there's opportunity and uh and whatnot people will be opportunistic but um yeah, I you're right. I, maybe I'm being an optimist. I don't know. No, no, no. I think I think you're right. There's still an opportunity to flip. Like, like even with Squiggles yesterday, you could have flipped and made a bit of money out of it. But in terms of, you know, the risk reward on that is so bad, though. You I know. could have. But you could have exactly. You could have. It was so much of a risk that they could have pulled the plug any second. Um. So I think the safer bet. Because I, I, I like long-term stuff. I like holding things long-term. Um, so I, I'm currently I'm looking at Kaijus. So I've sold a bit of assets and yeah, I am I am looking to get into a Kaiju. Um, but I'm, I'm still not 100% sure because of this whole mutant mint thing, which I'm still confused about. Um, because there's that, um, there's the, incomplete project or inaugurated project i can't remember what it's called but you know, um free market what's that called the the original um nft contract that they had that they had to move from failed experiment that's it that's it so i didn't quite understand because once when i thought you know what i need to jump on the server so i jumped on the server and then it had um augmented labs yeah, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I think currently at the moment to get on whitelist, you need to draw a kaiju. Um, you got 36 hours to draw a kaiju and post it. Um, but then I was thinking, okay, well, if you can mint, if you can mint the mutant through through that process, then what's the idea of the failed experiment? It allows you to play the game. Okay. We'll get that done and have them clarify it more when they actually launch it. But the, again, I'm going by an infographic that I'm going to post again. Oh, no, I've seen the infographic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just says FE plus rooftop rampage equals mutant. Mutants yeah. plus R waves equals mutant DNA. Baby plus mutant DNA equals redacted. That's all old FMC knows. Yeah, I, no, same. same. So that's why I got really confused all of a sudden. Like, okay, yeah. but there's a move for it. So how is this working out? Is it worth me grinding for the mint? Or is it a case of... I will go get answers today after I get off the show. 
sick. Like, yeah, you let me know. And um, as you're a kaiju, dude, like, as I had friends from Pixelverse giving me a wireless, if you feel to do the same, I am more than open for a wireless book, my friend. <laughs> Will, do, I, if they give us that power, I because I, from what I understood, there were going to be 3,333 failed experiments. I just don't think they've airdropped them yet. So that would be exactly the amount needed for the mutant whitelist. But maybe there's a chance that you don't get it based on how you play the game. Yeah. Yeah, this is oh. uh, not and yes, FEs don't become worthless after, you know, any smart team knows they're going to give that thing utilities so that the vo- the bottom doesn't fall out on it. Yes, Dots did hint at that, and it is true. FEs will definitely have future utility. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find out as much as I can. Yeah, that would be great, because I think out of, out of all the reasonably priced projects at the moment, Kaiju stands out. Yeah. to me personally um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I like the vibe I love the hip hop section that was sick it's yeah. hard to believe that they go any lower unless it's like a full market depression right but like against the value of the, the rest of the market I don't think that they're I don't think they're going much lower right now mm-hmm. No, it doesn't not. even feel like they've gotten ahead of each uh, of themselves yeah no you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, that's what I am hoping for a market pullback because that's the only way it's going to go back, to be honest. And um, I feel like an idiot. I didn't buy a 0.5. I feel like such an idiot. Yeah, we're all there. <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. Um, yeah. So what's your thoughts on, on, on instead of new projects? Because the, the more of these projects that come to light, I just don't see I can't see a thousand people doing doing great you know and I think it's the, the market's starting to become a little bit saturated with shit projects excuse my French with with no roadmap you know or with I kind of I kind of well I mean you know our feelings towards roadmaps so I wouldn't um, I wouldn't read too much into that but um, but that's the thing it's like not, not even to say what the roadmap is or what they're doing it, it just seems like because of no roadmap or no this or no that, because they've all they've been they've been really really used over the past few months, you know, as you know things that you need for a project. Um, there's only a few now that I look into that I just think maybe like I keep talking about Ali and Friends because I think that makes sense because it's an iconic figure in China. Okay, um, about anything or time. Times another one, which I would probably would have gone in, gone into because they're they're branded, so to say. But by that, I, I can't. Um, yeah, even even with um star catches, although star catches looks really good, the art is really good, and Wonder Powers, which again potentially could be really good. I just remind you of Lemons or Cool Man's or Alien Friends. Well, I don't even think that there's a saturation, right? Because, you know, when new people come into a space, they all want the representations of them, too. And most new people aren't buying a board ape. They're not buying a mutant. They're not buying a cool cat. They're not buying, 
um, these things, right? So I do think that these quality projects do still fit a, fill a certain role. A ten thousand at the end of the day is not a lot of people, right? Like you go to a you go to a, a football game and there's forty thousand, fifty thousand people in the stands, right? And then you got to think that not you know when people buy them, a lot of times they don't buy just one; they buy three, four, five, six, right? So now you're adding multiples to the amount that that need to exist to kind of fulfill that niche. Um, you know, I, I I tend to think like I go through my hidden folder and I'm constantly reminded that throughout the time that I've been in NFTs, there always has been shit projects, right? Yeah. And sometimes I think that that's a good reminder that that is always in play. And maybe right now it feels like there's a ton of ship projects because we've had this little bit of a lull where maybe we feel like there haven't been a lot of great projects. Mm. But I mean, we've brought up Pixelmon before, and I think that that is a good project that handled their hype and let it get to them in a very, very poor way. But I still think that it's a good project. I just think that it feels negative because of how it all went down. And if they had just said, we need this budget, it's gonna mint for 0.5, here you go we would be talking about it in a much different light, you know? And I think Raid Party, love it or hate it, how they ended up doing it, um, maybe felt the same way for a lot of people. And I think the delays in Cool Pets, love it or hate it, maybe didn't get a lot of people excited. So I don't think it's that there's a lack of it. I just think that we're just kind of in this weird phase right now where everyone's kind of just fumbling around to see what works, you know? And I think that, in six months time or three months time or a month time or whatever, a lot of that will be washed away and you'll see the cream rise to the top. Yeah, no, 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 I, 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 you're right. Yeah, 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 I can totally understand that. That makes sense. Right, like, you know, even even still, like Lemon Friends and Cool Man's universe weren't instant hits when they minted either, right? Lemon yeah. Friends stayed around mint price for what, the better part of a week yeah. before going on that first little run that it had. Um, it cooled off quite a bit and then it had that big ginormous run. Cool Man's Universe kind of did the same thing. Like, you know, it, it stayed around 0.2, maybe 2x mint for a while before going on that run. Alien Friends took a different trajectory, I think, but uh, uh, that was largely in part due to the uh, the man on the screen there that uh, I thought that was a great little meme. Free Market, did you see this? <laughs> I did. Good shout out Erica. I'm guessing that's Erica's work. She is killing it on the lemon socials right now. That is so good. I saw that pop up, but I was like, this is free market. No, yeah, well, yeah. Whenever, no. whenever someone bring whenever someone brings up Oh, it is a question, free market. Um, you're going to be going to uh, NFT NYC or NYC NFT, is that correct? Yes, sir. So as you are normally a bit like me who don't show their face or anything like that. Well, if you were here earlier in the show, I accidentally doxxed, but yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, well. I hit the camera by, it was a brief second. You may not have gotten much. <laughs> no, I'm, I, 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 I'm I rolled out of bed onto the show, so not my best foot forward, but it is what it is. <laughs> yes, I will be, I will be doxxed at NFT NYC. I may even decide to just come on the show uh, on camera after that, but I also think it's good theater. And I remember how much fun it was to guess what the radio personalities I listened to as a kid looked like and then try to match it when I saw them in real life. So uh, let's play it up a bit. R2 will cut out that little docs after the show and uh, we'll, we'll try to keep it mysterious for the... Do you want me to do that? Yes, I do. I think you should spend the next two hours figuring that out. Imperative. 
give me a second because I've got the YouTube stream live. So oh, here we go. <laughs> Hold up. I don't mind. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, you know, anonymous. I have definitely doxed myself multiple times on my Twitter over ten years, but no, that's good. Finding it in eighty thousand tweets. No, oh, that's that, that, what is whatever rocks your boat, dude. Man, like some yeah. some people, some people prefer to dox. Some people don't. Um, normally, in my previous professions, I was always yeah, my face is my face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I just enjoy the fact of of being a bit anonymous now. Are you, you going know? to NFT NYC? Is that did you say that? Yeah, you are. Sweet, sweet. We were talking about doing a live show there, weren't we? Yep. How are you going to do that? I think that would be awesome. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I think you should. Yeah, I'd be awesome. happily do it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. You'll have to buy an NFT as a ticket. Oh, did you guys, have you guys heard of, I think it was Tolkien, what's the name of it? I think FMC saw it um, in the Moon Lounge. Um, mm-hmm. Tolkien something. Really, I can't remember the name of it now. I don't really want to put my Discord on to go to get the name. But um, it's basically an NFT that... Um, more or less carbon copies your MetaMask wallet um, so you can use it to verify your NFTs without using your MetaMask wallet for safety. Oh, yes, yes, very cool. Yeah, I'm really interested and I just wanted to know your thoughts on it or R2's thoughts on it. I know you thought it was great. I honestly haven't even looked into it. I, I love I, I love the idea because I think hardware as it comes up, we should be able to somehow verify without having to link our wallet to the hardware. Hardware yeah. is easier to steal. <laughs> so to say. Yeah. And that's what that's why I thought it was a really cool concept. And yeah. it's it's just really cool that you know that people are thinking about these things going mm-hmm. forward. You know, it just shows the development of the industry, which just gets me really excited about it, to be honest. I still yeah. keep trying to tell my missus about it and she tells me, like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's okay. <laughs> Hopefully next year she'll get it <laughs> when it's just mainstream. <laughs> cool. And last question before I go. In terms of mainstream, how far or how long do both of you see as an estimate where we will be more or less mainstream or NFTs will be mainstream? Six months. Oh, that's aggressive. Love it. Mm-hmm. Why six months? Um, I think I, just from what I see on Instagram and what I think is going to happen at the Super Bowl, I think that's enough. And the hexagon. I think the hexagon is quietly doing more than most people realize. What about you, RT? Um, I'm maybe not that bullish, although I am bullish on the idea that we will become mainstream, obviously. Uh, I know that NFTs have kind of decoupled from their growth trajectory from like traditional crypto and stuff like that. I do still think that with the way that like attention cycles run in, in the real world on platforms like Instagram and Facebook and Reddit, um, that while this is a bit of the everywhere now, I get 
shades of Bitcoin in late 2017 being everywhere too. Um, and it was still a little bit memed. It was still a little bit tongue in cheek. Um, and it cooled off a little bit. And I think maybe that like attention pullback, if you want to call it that, and and compare it to like a market sense and kind of just let it kind of reorganize itself. And then that next time that it comes back into favor and attention, um, it's a little more normalized and a little more comfortable for people. And they have this realization that it didn't die and that it still exists, right? Because I think that a lot of people just think that this is going to be another flash in the pan fad like we see on, you know, GameStop kind of went through that and, you know, Bitcoin back then, ETH back then kind of went through that. Um, but eventually, if you know, if it survives and it keeps going, then it comes back kind of stronger than ever with a little bit more of a, an acceptance and a tolerance towards it. Uh, so in an actual time frame sense, I don't know. I, I could honestly see six months. I wouldn't say it's crazy, but I would also be surprised <clears throat> to say 18. I think between the two is a good call, to be fair. I think between the two is a good call. Yes. Uh, yeah. Little Lemon's friends had 5,200 unique wallets. Uh, well, sick. So I think that since 4,800, we've added about 100 uniques a week without stopping that's that's a supply crisis in the making just to point out the metrics you should watch versus the floor price which looks like it is lower than it was before the pump when in reality it is not yeah floor thickness is a metric we need to get out there more the other really interesting thing was there are four the, the first four rows of lemons were all people who minted. That was a really cool sign. Oh, to remember, remember, anybody who minted is up 40x, right? Or excuse me, 20x right now, right? Like it's, it's, you're, there's a lot of people out there that you can sit and try to wait for 10 ETH like I'm doing, but you see how many new opportunities come up in this market every day. And if you minted a bunch of these things at point two, at point oh two, when you need liquidity, I'm not surprised that's where people try to go to find it, especially because people can mint multiple. I'm not, there may not be a lot of hundred lemon whales left, but there's a lot of 10, 15 people who own 10 or 15 lemons who when they need ETH, that's where they go because the lemons is constant volume, very steady floor price. You can always get 0.4 or 0.5 for your lemon. And as that's happening, you see these uniques climbing. Once we get close to 5,500, you are going to see fireworks just based on supply, demand supply uh, dynamics. Yeah. And important to remember that you could mint 15 of these per wallet at the time, right? So that jump into 5,200 as it is right now is actually quite impressive. Uh, it's a good redistribution and it's held that floor. It's not like it got, you know, all of those holders dumped and it just crossed below that death threshold and just went away, right? I would be really interested to know how many lemons are being held from the initial mint that haven't changed hands yet. Yeah, good question. Good question. We got to come gonna, up with that. I was going to ask, um, in, in terms of lemons, um, the, the pixel lemons are going to be ready for mint on the 15th. Is that correct? Glad you brought that up. I am so excited about what he's doing with these pixel lemons. Okay, We were talking earlier about 
companion collections, <clears throat> what it means for the larger collection, how they should be approaching it. Little Lemons is a very affordable NFT. Anybody who wants a Little Lemon can go and buy a Little Lemon. I, for the most part, everything's relative. But you know what I mean. This isn't a cool cat where most people, you just don't even have the option to buy it, even if you want to, right? Because of that, there's no need right now for a token, a companion collection, more dilution to the sub. It's just there's no reason to have any of that. Now, about a month previous, Doodle had announced something kind of revolutionary they were doing. They were <clears throat> going to airdrop all the Doodles, their own animated rocket ships. And if you know anything about Doodles, one of the favorite things they talk about in that Discord are all the animations that they're getting constantly from the from the artists and all that type of stuff. Well, the, what, the way that they're doing this technically is that it's all the same NFT. So when the Doodles rocket is dropped to you, you get to use their website to decide which NFT exists on the chain okay somehow they hide the other one the only one that exists in your wallet under the doodles collection at one time is either the rocket or your original doodles you get to choose which one you wear when you want to wear but they don't add any more to the supply the doodles collection remains the same size and that's how they're solving that problem little lemons is doing the same thing your pixel lemon will be part of your normal. It's not a polygon airdrop. It's not a free mint. You're going to go mint, okay? And he did this for a few reasons, one of which I just outlined. The other reason is, if you create a situation where the pixel lemon or the metaverse personality lemon is separate from the main lemon, you're going to have people selling off one or the other. And that's going to create some weirdness because these NFTs are your identity in the metaverse. So what if the lemon that everybody knows is FMC, that pixel lemon was sold off to somebody else? That could be used in a social engineering attack. That could be messy. And that would just be weird from a communicative standpoint. This is the most brilliant move I think Cenarius is making here in that your lemon for many people is your Web3 identity. And that identity should work across all forms, whether it's a PFP bubble in something like Discord or Twitter, or whether it's a metaverse like Decentraland or World Wide Web 3. You will use your same NFT to plug into all these different metaverses. That's where your pixel lemon will reside. And we haven't gotten full details on the technical aspects here. That's going to come out on February 12th in a Medium article released by Little Sick, that's tomorrow. Cool. Love it. That is cool. Um, and then another question I was going to ask is, um, ah, two more questions. R2, did you design My Wolf? No, that wasn't me. Love that, that one, though. Oh, that, Char- that was Charlie. That was Charlie, for sure. Was that Charlie? Yep. Okay, I, I, I just want to say thank you then. I, I thought it could You're welcome, yes. I, I I spent a lot of time on that. And it, it means a lot to me. <laughs> Bridget, why are you that fun? I am just <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. I forget where which country that's a saying in, but in for, it's gonna be UK. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a pence? <laughs> Not penny. In for a in for a penny, in penny for a pound. Think about it. Pe- pennies is a nickname for pence. That's why we Yeah, I get it. I'm just <laughs> come on. Quid. 
I love the word quid. Why don't we use the word quid? How cool in there? You got any quid? You got you got any? No, 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 no. It's not. Have you got any quid? Have you got a quid? Oh, have you got a quid? Yeah. Or or have you have you got a um? Have you got bank? Oh, is that one? Have you got bank? And, and then, then there's obviously like the, the the slang like apples and pears. Well, apples, yeah, the cock. You know, when I go Cockney, it's more accurate. If I try to do proper English, it sounds a little weird. But if I go Cockney, because I I need a little anger, and if I can put a little bit of emotion behind it, the accent comes out better. At least to my ears, I don't know what it sounds like though. If you say my cocaine, you're saying Michael Caine in his own accent. <laughs> my cocaine. Say it. That went right over my head, but uh, Cass laughed really hard. So I'm my, yeah, my I'm cocaine. <laughs> my cocaine. I'm my cocaine. My cocaine. Yeah. The last question I was going to ask is: um, Star. Is, is there going to be a collaboration with Lemons and Star Wars? Right now, uh. There are no collaborations for Star Wars, which is a very strict policy that Charlie is putting in place as we try to nurture and create a a very, very close-knit community. As you can see, we are very against uh, hype. We are very against large discords and all that. For better or for worse, we want this to be a close-knit community and live and die on that. So for now, while you know Little Lemons are my boo and I would love to partner with them in any way possible, as to Charlie's credit, and I think it's smart, we are trying to be very strict. There are no partnerships with anybody right now. That's by our design. Uh, And if that changes in the future, you guys will be the first to know. Yeah, and that's not to say that like large communities can't be close knit, but you can't go from, you know, zero users to 100,000 users in the Discord and call that a big community. It's not, right? It's there's got to be a growth trajectory there. One of the great things that happens is in 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 Star Wolves and this was brilliant and I can take zero credit for the idea was, you know, people are playing the uh the game, doing the quests, leveling up, and every once in a while, you get an invite. But it's only one. It's specific to you. You can only use it. You got to invite somebody that you want to bring into the community, not everybody, right? That's such a it was that's such a beautiful way of creating a real community. So it will continue to grow. Yeah, I completely agree. It will continue to grow, but it has to be it, it'll be it, it'll start to ramp up a little bit as more people come in, more people start to quest and start getting those invites, but again, because you're limited to one you only get in there because somebody else is basically vouching for you saying, Hey, I think you would be a great part of this community. Come on in. Exactly that. Because even, even the people that I have chosen to, to give my invites to, they've all been people that I feel that will not waste my invite and that will, you know, um, feel the same way I feel about Star Wars. You know, right, uh, right. Uh, grapevine, grapevine marketing. Well, it's That's so interesting because you say waste your invite. What do you get out of that invite? Oh, for me personally, um, because it's a community, why would I bring dickheads into a, my community? Right, the impetus is on you. The impetus is on you to bring somebody in that you know. I don't know who Cass invited. You, you know, you don't have to say it. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to know who the invite came from. I, I mean... You know, an no, admin could go through the audit log, but 
the impetus is on you to continue to contribute to the community in a positive way via your invites, right? Because if you bring people in that aren't adding value or who you don't appreciate, you know, the more that that happens, the more diluted the community gets and then you lose it, right? So it's, I think it's a great mechanism. Really is. And hats off to him because, and I've said it from day, like the way that, oh, all of you, the way that you guys have gone about it has been, has been exactly the way I would have thought is the ideal way. And it is compared to anyone else out there. You know, it, you know, when people talk about community, that's the way you build a community. You can't have a hundred thousand people coming in. You can't even talk. Like I can go into any server with anyone from Star Wars. And if they see me or I see them, it's an instant click, you know, Cass, what's going on? Yeah, what's good Sandman or what's good Drip or what's good FMs? It's, 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 there's a togetherness, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's what a community is. And, you know, I, I said it once, I say it again, I'll sing it to the rooftops that the way that Star Wars has been executed so far is blue chip esque. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that, man. Lots of work to go. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but the fact that you say that means a lot. Well, thank you. No, it's the truth, guys, man. You, you guys have got a fucking lot of work. And you deserve it. You deserve the plaudits. Thank you. All right, my man. Um, I really do appreciate that. I know Free Market has um, a thing that he has to get to. If that's if I'm correct about that, yeah, right? I, I have a phone call before too. I'm gonna have. To. Oh, okay. Well, we'll let you go, um, Cass. I am just gonna wrap it up. All right, my friend. Yeah, thank you for good, coming man. up. I'll, I'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Perfect. Yes, I won't even uh, throw it up to you because I know you got to go. But if you tuned in today, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Great way to cap off the week. Um, we were actually going to talk about doing some Super Bowl prop bets, but we still made it to two and a half hours without doing so. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, watch that go down and see how it proceeds. And I'm sure we will have lots to talk about on our Monday episode. Um, if you are in the Alpha Mint Moon Lounge, we are doing cocktail hour at five o'clock Eastern time today. Grab a drink, grab a joint, grab whatever your vice is and come on in, hang out with us. It's going to be a town hall scaled back a little bit, a little more relaxed, a little more fun. So that's going to be a great time. Um, Free Market and I are doing an interview with Breakfast World, which we mentioned earlier in the show at 4 p.m. Eastern. So we will tweet out some details about how you can get it on that and uh, take a listen and you know learn about one of these projects that Free Market has been pounding the table on nonstop. Uh, Free Market, I appreciate you. You want to get us out of here? Good luck at the table, DJ.